0: Hello, this is over and over and over again. We're live and this is the Sheffield United versus Arsenal pre-match warm-up show. Hello, I'm Richard. Welcome back to my channel over and over and over again. The I call it the positive Arsenal channel, but it's becoming a little bit more difficult to remain positive with some of the performances that we've been producing over the last um, couple of weeks in particular. But anyway, hopefully better times are on the way soon. Um, th- we've got some guests that are running a little bit late, actually, but they will be joining us um, when they can. So um, we're going to sort of crack on anyway. We're going to be obviously looking ahead to tomorrow uh, Sunday's game sorry, against Sheffield United and also looking back on last night's um, great performance against um Slavia Prague in the Europa League and joining me for the early stages. It's just me and the, uh, me and Melvin to start with. He's back in How you doing, Melvin. You're right, yeah. Well,
1: I think so, yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Not too uh delighted at the moment, but uh, no, there no, exactly. Go. It's um, I,
0: I mean, uh, maybe it's good that you know, we've, we've got obviously a Sheffield United fan who, who's running a bit late, he's stuck in traffic, so he'll be here as soon as he can, and we've also got an ex professional footballer who used to briefly play for Sheffield United as well so the fact that they're not in yet um, is maybe an opportunity for maybe me and you to perhaps have a little look back on last night I didn't end up doing a watch along I was working in the end and I couldn't be bothered doing a fan cam thing at 10 o'clock so what did you make of it all because I mean I thought that I mean yes we missed chances and we could have won two or three nil but I thought that was a poor performance in the circumstances bearing in mind how important the game was and what it meant to to be in the semi-final.
1: I thought that half I, halfway through the game, I remembered it was a final of the European Cup competition because it didn't mm. feel like that at all. No. There's no urgency. Go, we were going through the motions. It was like a um, a carbon copy to a degree. Obviously, they're not as good as Liverpool. The Liverpool game, we showed no energy, no direction, no togetherness. It was a similar type of thing the whole as the last game, and it's very disappointing. Mm. And we could have had three or four goals, but as we scored those goals. I can't turn around you and say, honestly, that Richard, we deserve to win by three or four goals. We might no, have got there by default because no, no. we weren't three or four goals better, though we had a few chances. They had a couple as well. But, you know, one, oh, one nil up. I'm sitting there and you're thinking, you're looking at the clock, you're thinking, we could still look, get a draw. They could still get a draw here with us. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. feel that confident that, you know what? Come on, boys, this is it. We're one nil. We'll take that and we, we go on to the away leg. It never felt like that at so all. It was only six minutes to go, and we just couldn't do it. And I never, never do feel comfortable because you know there was a mistake around every corner with us. You know what I mean? It's it's it's, mean, a, it's not if we make a mistake, Richard. It's who is going to make the mistake now? Yeah, no, no. It, I mean, for me, the
0: thing with that yesterday, right? And any any team that's or you know coached properly, you know, you score a goal with five minutes to go in a game when you're at home in a European game, you're 1-0 up. You just see that game out. You don't play it out from the back. You get the ball into the other half of the pitch and you you try to keep possession up there and just see the game through. Every, every, every team would do that. Even teams that aren't... You know at our level, right? That they would still do that, wouldn't they, to to hold on to a one-nil win. You know, say for example, Sheffield United will be playing this weekend. If they're one nil up against us in the last five minutes, do you think they're gonna be playing it out from the back and messing around? No. They're gonna they're gonna play percentages, they're gonna keep possession of the ball in, in the other half of the pitch and and probably see the game out. And we're not capable of doing that against anyone as you said if we're only one goal ahead I never feel like we we've won until the final whistle actually blows. Because like you said, we've got a mistake in us and we tend to continue to make the same mistakes all over and over again. Um, Craig there in, in the chat So, where's your fancy microphone, Melvin? He's, he's a bit worried about your microphone there. That I've got, got it. I've got it. Time. It's here. Oh, it's oh, there. Oh, it there. Oh, fantastic. oh, it's there. Look, brilliant. Oh, well, there you go. You see, it's just hidden away. It looks better like that because no, you can't see it then. So it looks like uh, it's not there. But, yeah. So we'll have to get Craig on, actually, one day, won't we? I think he's uh, <laughs> on the show, I think. I mean, what we'll do, actually, I mean, obviously, because we've got the Sheffield United guys coming on, a little bit later, hopefully, um, we can maybe look at the match at the weekend in a little bit more detail with them. So, what we can start with, because obviously me, me, we like all these, all these anyway. So, why don't we start with um, a bit of this? I mean, I'm guessing your memories of Sheffield United probably go back a bit further than mine. It's quite all mine are quite recent, really, because obviously they didn't. I didn't see Arsenal play Sheffield United until 1990, when they got promoted to the First Division. You know, obviously they did have a spell, didn't they, in the First Division in the 60s and the 70s. Uh, You've probably got a few memories of some of those games, have you?
1: I have actually. uh, 1965. In fact, this game was on TV about six months ago. Like the highlights, like a match of the day or a big match. I think it was reliving of the big match it was, and it was um, Arsenal Sheffield United 1965. Highbury, I was there. We um, Sheffield United scored first and they got the last goal. The only thing was we scored six in between. We beat them 6-2. Uh, oh, two. Um, two two, uh, We had three players scoring two each. Skirt and Baker and East, uh, I think Easton, I think. Skirt and Baker and oh, Easton, yeah. Armstrong, sorry, not East Armstrong. They scored two oh. apiece. And uh, it was an amazing game. Everything we did went in. Everything we tried went in. And in that game, they had a centre-forward, Sheffield United, who went on to bigger and greater things. He was a young under-23, I think it was. They used to play under-23 games then, years ago. I don't know, and um, he played for England under-23, and he became a full England international. But he's more well-known for the club he played for for so long and did was quite successful with. Do you know who that was? Oh,
0: 1965. So he would have probably been... Sheffield United. Was it Leeds he played for?
1: Yes. Yes, he went to Leeds. He had a great career there. The name of the player is, Should I tell you? Yeah, go on. Mick Jones. Ah, oh, did he start Sheffield United, did he? Yeah, he started Sheffield United. And I've got, a, oh, I've got wow. another one for you here. I've got another one for you. Oh, artists, on, yeah, they say. We had in that Arsenal team three future managers of Arsenal. Who were they? Don Howe. Yes.
0: 65. That would have been before George Graham, wouldn't it? Because he, he didn't sign for Arsenal until later than that.
1: Um, I think he's 66, I think he signed. Oh, I, don't know. I didn't write it down. George, um, um, I, I, I can't
0: remember what, 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 uh, when he joined us, actually. I mean, Don Howe would have definitely been one. Uh, Terry yeah. Neal, would he have been the other yes, one? Terry very
1: good. Be? Very good. I thought um, the other one was George Graham, wasn't it? Like, it might know?
0: have been. He, he, I, I can't remember the exact year he joined Arsenal. Now it was in the, obviously it was in That's the sixties, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, um, yeah. I think it might have been yeah. George Graham. I'll have to look that up. But but there were three managers. I should have definitely written it down, shouldn't I? Anyway, so yeah, then, that, was that was that. Now this is a weird thing. Just after we won the double in seventy two, we played away to Sheffield United, beating five 0 Nothing wrong with that, you think? The next year. Kind of similar team. We got beat 5-0 at Bramall Lane. Really? You think it's, it's like, how did that happen? And also, um in, in uh, the 70s, we played at Bramall Lane. We won 5-0 again in the FA Cup. That was the yeah. O'Leary's and Brady and all that. You, you know, we had a yeah, very good cut team then. Now, then, you yeah. say you're the 1990s, when they first came in the league, the, we played them at home. We won 4-1, and a player... Yeah. Played his only game for us. Come on, a sub. You know who it was. You might. You. Uh, I think you've mentioned it before. You've mentioned him before in that game. I think.
0: Yeah, uh, let me think. Because we were one nil down. Vinnie Jones, I think, scored for Sheffield United. Uh, he came on as a sub. Yep. It, it, uh, no, it wouldn't have been Andy Cole, would it? Yes, it would. Uh, it was Andy Cole.
1: Yes, it was. then. Right? Oh, I mean,
0: God, was that, was his, that was his game, was it? Oh, right. Yeah, I was at that game actually. Um, I remember we scored all four goals in front of the clock end in the second half because that's where I used to stand. So I don't remember
1: that, that. but I was there. But I remember that. Great, and uh, obviously, Michael, a very, Michael
0: Thomas got a great goal in that
1: game actually. As he did score, he was one of the goal scorers. That's right. Yeah, yeah,
0: he's got a great goal. I man. think
1: Groves might have scored as well. I think Perry Groves might have got one.
0: Possibly, yeah. yeah I think he might have done, yeah.
1: Also, uh, and then a few years later, the famous, the famous one, obviously, is the uh, 1999 FA Cup when it was replayed, the first game. Yeah. I was, I remember that when um, Overmiles scored, didn't he? Carnu yeah. crossed the ball when he shouldn't have done. Not was it, That was Carnu's first game for us, you know, as well.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, that lie. was the excuse that was given, wasn't it? That was the yes. excuse that he, yes. he didn't understand yes. English football. Yeah, he didn't speak English yeah. very well, and that was the excuse given. Which you know, fair enough. I don't know, but there's no excuse for Mark Overmiles to score though, was there? Really, but anyway, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but um, so that, I mean, it was the, the, the faint thing about that game was for me, like, what other club would have offered a replay? You know, so many so many clubs have won games in dubious circumstances, right, in the past, haven't yeah. they, for one reason or yeah. another. And when, when has anybody ever said, well, look, we'll replay the game. We're not happy with how we won that game. You know, and whether that was Arsene Wenger's decision or whether it was a club above him, because we still had the Hillwoods and people like that in a club in m days, you know, people with integrity and stuff like that. So I don't know whose decision it was. But what a great gesture that was, you know. And brilliant. we didn't have to do that, did we, you know. Uh, we won the game brilliant. and there was nothing, you know, you... The goal couldn't be disallowed because we hadn't broken any rules of the game, it was just a, a kind of a sportsmanship kind of thing, wasn't it? Um, yeah. but what a great thing that was. And I can never I can't see any other club doing that ever. N- nobody no. would have done that. And it was no. it was Arsenal and Arsene Wenger that you know, and that, that kind of showed where we were at that time, what a class club that we were, you know. Exactly. And it's a shame, it's a shame because even now we wouldn't do that now, would we? Absolutely no chance. No, that. Nah, nah. no, no chance. Do that if the same thing happened again. I can remember a couple of goals against us. There was one that Tottenham scored. A similar situation that Ball was put out for a throw-in and they they took the throw-in and scored. Swinton. Was your name Swinton? Andy Sinton. Andy Andy Sinton. It's not Swinton. Andy Sinton. We we, 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 we beat him
1: 2-1 at the finish, didn't we, or something? 3-1 it was. We scored twice by the end. Tony Adams scored. And then Burkham got that fantastic goal.
0: Yeah. And then there was one against Blackburn, which um, I think might have been... The season after that Sheffield United one, where they got a late equaliser, I think it was Chris Sutton scored, and that had been from a, the ball had been put out for a uh, a throw because one of our players was injured or one of their players was injured. I can't remember now, and they obviously took the ball into the into the goal, and Chris Sutton scored, and that actually cost us a place in the Champions League. That dropped those two points. Really? That we dropped
1: that day.
0: Yeah, wow. and it's like so many incidents happened, and it's like you know Arsenal. Was such a class above everybody else that we said no, we'll replay the game, and thankfully we won the replay as well, didn't we? Two one. Burkap's got a great goal in that replay if you remember. He chipped the keeper, didn't he? From the yes. yeah, from the but, edge of the box. score yeah. as well.
1: Did he score? Another yeah, I think goal, he scored, in both, or... of yeah, scored
0: yeah. in both of them. Yeah, Overmars scored both of them. Yeah, he scored in, in the second game as well. And Joe's put a comment in there saying, "Didn't Phil Jagielka go in goal against us once?" Yes, I, I'm sure he did. I think they beat us one nil as well, if my memory serves me rightly. That's but a bravo lane though, wasn't it? It was at Bramall Lane, yeah.
1: And I'm yeah, sure that, that we
0: can score past him. Uh, no, never, we never got close
1: to
0: him, did we? No, I think their goalie got injured, didn't he? Because obviously yeah. um, he didn't he didn't get sent off. I think he got injured. And in them days, I don't think you had goalkeepers on the bench, as you do now. Maybe they used all their subs, I can't remember. But I remember him going in goal. And I know we didn't score past him. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, our record, actually, at Bramall Lane, it certainly... I know we haven't played there very, very many times in recent years. But in the league... We haven't won there since 1991, which is the last five games that we've played there in the league. We, we've lost the last two and then drawn the three, previous three as well. So, I haven't won there for a while. Uh, we did win in the FA Cup, of course, last season, which uh, only in the last minute as well for that one. I mean, last season's league game when we lost 1-0, that was beautiful, oh, was was wasn't it? I mean, I the went I've to that game. To give away. The, what, that was from a yeah. corner. Scoreboy error, wasn't it? From a corner. corner. Yeah. Everyone
1: was looking scored at each other. other.
0: Yeah, he scored about two yards out, didn't he? It was, um, no, one was, him. Him. Fact, no, was no one was near him. no
1: one within six yards of him in the six-yard box.
0: Yeah, no, no, ridiculous goal to concede. Um, but that kind of summed up where Arsenal kind of um, maybe were. I mean, that was obviously the very end of Unai Emery's kind of reign, wasn't it? Right near the end of that, it was one of his sort of final few games. I think, in fact, the one it
1: the sitter when it was nil-nil. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and we should have had no, a penalty. Yeah,
0: I think we should have had a penalty as well. Was it Saka was brought down? I think it was Saka.
1: other it. Down, yeah. yeah. Do, so you, do the you remember, Richard, going to Bramble Lane and there was only three sides to the ground? There was a cricket ground part of it. Is that, that my thinking incorrectly? Wasn't it years ago? Wasn't Bramble Lane a three-sided stadium? Not, no. No? No. Not it, it, it may have been before my time. I
0: mean, the first time I went there was 1991. That was the first one. Oh, no, I, I
1: think it was before that. If yeah. you're tall, yeah. it, it would be, what would it be? would be Headingley. I think Headingley would be in she- Is that Sheffield? Headingley? is in Leeds, isn't it? Oh, okay. So where would with Sheffield, where would a cricket ground be? Is there a one in Sheffield? I don't know. It might be. I'm not sure. I thought it was a famous one in Sheffield. Perhaps not. It's back of my mind, things that Sheffield United... I mean, it might have been... The ground might have been next to a cricket ground. I
0: don't, yeah. But i say... Obviously, all the times I've been to um, uh, to Bramble Lane, it hadn't, I mean, it used to be standing behind the goal, didn't it? They used to be standing and then there'd be seats above as well. And I remember that Sheffield United fans used to be in the seats above, I think, and we were in the standing down below, which was quite fun. Um, but yeah, that was the first time I went there in '91, the year we won the league. We won 2 0. And that was actually the last time that we won there in the league, funnily enough. Um, we won in a cup a few times since. I remember we won 3-0 um, in the League Cup. Eduardo scored a couple of goals a few years back. That was, a, that was a decent performance, actually. A young Arsenal team. And then, do you remember when we won on penalties in the FA Cup? We drew 0-0 after extra time. And we won on penalties. 2005, I think it was, in like the, the fifth or sixth round or something. We drew at home, first of all, at the at Highbury. We drew one all, I think. And then we drew 0-0 the replay. And it went to penalties. And um, I think Ashley Cole scored the winning penalty for us, if I remember correctly. Um, And we won, I think, four or two on penalties or something. Um, And that was um, quite a memorable kind of game. And obviously, we played him in the FA Cup semi-final, didn't we, at Old Trafford? That David Seaman save.
1: Oh, my God, yeah. The great David Seaman save. save. That one-handed save. Yeah,
0: in his 1,000th senior game as well, that was. And he made that save. What a fantastic um, goalkeeper. Um, he obviously was. Um, Ryan's in the chat. He said, uh, "He said good evening. And then he changed it into uh, to a good evening, <laughs> which is probably uh, where we are at this, this moment in time, actually. Um, and Ryan says, in a 2005 replay, Almunia was in goal and saved two of the pens. Yeah. Was it Almunia, was it? I couldn't remember who was in goal. I know we... Yeah, I think we did... Uh, obviously, they missed two penalties, didn't they? Because we won 4-2. That was a good night, there, actually. Um, but we've, we don't tend to score. It's one, two, three. Four of the last six times we've played at Bramwell Land, we haven't scored. So we don't have a great record there. It's one of them grounds that we don't tend to do well in historically. So I'm a little bit concerned, obviously, for the, this weekend, um, especially how we've been playing
1: lately. But um yeah. You I say mean, you're concerned. You say you're concerned, <laughs> but who wouldn't you be concerned about this weekend? Um, well
0: obviously nobody because they're the worst team in the league so <laughs> I'm concerned about playing them no you're right uh, no you, it's true actually at the moment I just don't know that. obviously there's issues at Arsenal isn't it as, as we know there are a lot of issues going on at the club and w- whether it's not it's not just the manager I'm not saying it is just the manager there's other issues as well the owners are a problem some of the players are a problem but it comes down to the manager doesn't it ultimately you know results fall on the manager don't they and unfortunately at this moment in time that the results and the performances added together are not a good combination and unfortunately for for Mikel Arteta that's you know I, I don't i don't see how people there seems to be a lot of support for Mikel Arteta right which which I get you know i don't i don't dislike him i just don't feel as though... I think his lack of experience as being a manager at a top club is becoming more and more of a problem as the issues kind of mount up, you know, unless things are going nice and smoothly, which he's done at Man City. Let's face it. He had four easy years at Man City, in the under pep? No real problems. They were just serenely going through all the games and suddenly he's come to Arsenal and there's loads of issues. And I don't think he's, he's experienced enough to, to deal with that personally.
1: I don't think he's, I mean, I want him to do well, obviously we both do. I don't think he's grown into it. Certain times, if you're an inexperienced, you grow into the job. Not just about management it's about other things as well he hasn't done that and you talk about mm-hmm. these taking criticism but look at it this way if we win the double right everyone will say what a great team and the manager will get the plaudits therefore mm. when things go the other way the players mm. and the manager has got to take criticism you can't mm. separate the two in my opinion
0: no, no, I, no I, I totally agree. Obviously, I'd say won the FA Cup and everyone says, you know, he deserves a little bit in the bank because he won us a trophy, which, yeah, that's fair enough. But like you said, if he yeah. can take the verdicts for doing that when he wasn't on the pitch, then he's got to equally take the criticism when he's not on the pitch, when we're playing as poorly as we have so regularly this uh, this season. Um, Terry's in the chat there. He says, hello, Richard of Melbourne. Great show. And hello, uh, hello to, to all. Um, and hit the likes. Yeah, please hit the like as well and, and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. I haven't actually managed to do as many videos this week, I've been a bit busy but um, hopefully um, I can get some more videos done over the next um, week or so, just a lot going on this particular week so it's been a bit hectic but um, we've got a show on tonight which is the main thing and hopefully I say we'll have our other guests joining us as well. Um, I have got a a massive list actually of players that's played for both clubs I I did find quite a lot actually Oh my god, hang on, let me count them all 1 what 22 33 oh, 20, 28 uh, It's just 28 but, but uh, there's actually three of them was not players as such they've they've got connection with both clubs and a couple of them didn't actually play for one or the other club they were signed on for the club that
1: didn't play so did Some of them are one a of the, the posted address in Sheffield and it counts. I mean, how'd you get 27 <laughs> or 8? How'd you get that? I've got 12 12 that I've heard of. Not any we'll colonel, about, we'll
0: there is a few, um, there is a few uh, dodgy ones, I suppose.
1: Um, yeah, I should, but, and, and a lot of
0: a lot of them as well are from the 1800s and early 1900s as well. Oh,
1: because, right, yeah, well, <laughs> all right.
2: That
0: was a that was a time, obviously, when Sheffield United were um, probably a bigger club than Arsenal in, in them days. So they, you know, we got a few of their ex-players and stuff like that. There seemed to be a bit of activity between the clubs round about that kind of period. Um, and then not much for a long time. And then bits and pieces as we've gone through. With really. There's a few modern ones as well. One or two. Um, There'll be a lot of players that, that you know. They're probably ones on your list, I would imagine. Exactly. I, I can think of probably five or six that are on your list straight away just by looking at my list.
1: Um, a dozen dozen i got i got a dozen yeah what what
0: we'll do then we'll we'll um why don't we have a little bit of fun with this right okay so why don't we start with one that's probably on your list i reckon he'll be on your list i'm sure he will be
1: this dude oh yeah jonathan barnwell he's the fella
0: Well yeah, is he's, he's wearing Knox for his kit in that picture actually, yeah. So I thought well, he went in Lots for it. No, he went in Lots
1: for it. sorry. I think that's someone yeah.
0: else. Yeah, he, obviously that's the in the forest kit he's got there, isn't it? I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, he went, went along after playing for us. He was just, I, I just about I must have seen him only play once or twice because he, he left just as I'd like to start watching the Arsenal. Yeah, he he played for Arsenal
0: 1957 to 1964. So yeah. Um he played 151 games actually for Arsenal, so scored 24 goals. He only played briefly for Sheffield United in nineteen seventy. He played nine games and scored two goals. That must have been right at the end of his career, I would assume. Yeah. Um, you know, before he retired. But yeah, I mean he was obviously uh manager as well, wasn't he? John Barnwell. He had a that's right. I think a, he managed uh, Wolves, didn't he? I think he did. I think he played for Wolves as well, didn't he? I think he yeah, most of his had it. Yeah. So um obviously he was um you know a, a big name that I knew you would that you would have definitely heard of. And I think Someone else who will probably be on your list as well will probably
1: be this guy. Oh yeah, Matthews, John Matthews. John Matthews, yeah. Did you ever see him? Even see him play? Did you?
0: Uh, No, again, he was just literally before my time. 1978, he left. In fact, he went to Sheffield United in 1978, so now I missed him. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if he was was he was
1: he any good. But so he didn't really get a regular place in our team. He, 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 let's face it; in the team at the time, it was Brady, Ricks, and all of them, all that crew. So against yeah. the midfield, he ain't going to get there. But he he was okay. He, he he had a funny like run. He used to run with his arms like this for some reason. He had like, a lot of waddled hands, if you know what I mean. And he used to just run <laughs> in a straight line. You never you never. I can't remember him actually going zigzagging. He used to just one of those players just to running straight lines, but. He did a little job, but he was never going to get a, a big career at the Arsenal with the team he had at the time, definitely, especially in midfield.
0: No, no. In fact, he played uh, 37 games for Arsenal and scored two goals. And at Sheffield United, he was there four years. He played 103 games and scored 14 goals. So I think he probably had a decent enough little spell at Sheffield United, by the look of it. Four yeah, a to career. Yeah. He seemed to do okay there, by the look of it. So uh, fair play to him. As someone who I think probably played in the same Arsenal team as him, Oh, yeah, Trevor him? Ross. Trevor Ross, yeah. Do you remember we
1: about
0: him? Everton, I think. Yeah, he did play for Everton. I'm not sure if it was... Yeah, it must have been after us because he came through our system, our youth system, didn't he? Yeah.
1: Again, he was in the Brady team. So, you know, as a... And yeah. a, a McDonald... I remember him playing in the same team as McDonald, Brady, mm. Stapleton. He was in that era.
0: Yeah, no, he was. He played He played 67 games for Arsenal, actually, in three years, which is quite quite a few games, actually. He's got nine goals, so... He, Tended to get a few goals from midfield, and then he, he joined Sheffield United briefly in nineteen eighty four. He only played four times for them, so I'm guessing it was again towards the end of his career, probably maybe a loan or whatever that might have been. So he didn't play a lot for them either. But um, and another player probably as well from a similar era at Arsenal that you'll probably remember. You know, oh yeah,
1: was, the Wilf Wilf Rostron.
0: He Wilf went to Watford, yeah. I think. Was it Watford? He did go to Watford, yeah. I think he spent most of his best best years of his career at Watford, didn't he? I think you know we helped him
1: division Will Frostrum came through our youth academy yeah. he played against I think Newcastle was his home debut and we played him on the wing he came, and he was outstanding actually outstanding he thought, oh, we've got one here and I don't know what happened whether the guy that was injured played instead of him or whatever and he never got a, really another chance and then he went to Watford he played left back and he did very well for Watford yeah,
0: yeah I remember he played for Watford more. I, mean, I don't remember seeing him play for Arsenal I knew he had not many he didn't played any
1: games I for... you know,
0: wouldn't well, he played 19 games for Arsenal. That was all. Well, uh, there we so are. Got two goals, and then he joined, he didn't join Sheffield United until 1989. So again, maybe towards the back end of his career, like you said, he was at Watford for a long time. That's where that's where I remember him. And he played 36 games with Sheffield United, got three goals. So again, I think he was a fallback with them as well. I think that's where he ended mm. up playing. Um, but yeah, I, I do remember him. Uh, he was decent. He was at Watford, decent. Actually. Yeah, he was, he was a steady player. Be. I remember him at Watford. I'd say I missed his Arsenal career, unfortunately, but. Um, but yeah, um, and one who I do remember playing for Arsenal, not necessarily with any great um, warmth, unfortunately, was this dude. Do you remember him? Oh, Gordon Hill.
1: Was it not Gordon Hill? Hill. Colin, Colin Hill. Hill. Colin Hill. Hill. That's sorry. You yeah, can, I could Colin never has. make up, make my mind up. All Arsenal could make their mind up. He was a right back or a centre half.
0: Yeah, he, he played. He played both. In fact, I think he had a whole season at right back, didn't he? When we. Before we signed Viv Anderson, we didn't really have a regular right back and he kind of played there one season and he probably wasn't his natural position, which is probably why he, he didn't exactly shine
1: there. Um but yeah, he in my probably, mind, yeah, when ahead. he was playing, I might be wrong, I've got the idea that he played one of the seasons that we played the blue and white hoop socks. I think he played the season with Woodcock. He played in the same team as Woodcock. Didn't yeah, he? he
0: played the same team as Woodcock. Yeah. Would they have actually? Yeah, blue and yeah white I, think, I think you're right. I think I think we did have the blue socks. Yeah, the,
1: the blue, yeah. socks. that's back in my mind. I can see him playing yeah. in blue and white. That, that was the season
0: we had the green away kit, wasn't it? The green that's blue it. away. That's
1: it. Yeah.
0: That's played it. Played in yeah. that
1: season. Yeah.
0: He played Arsenal 1981 to 1986. He played 51 times. Scored one goal, which I remember it was against Sunderland at, at Highbury. His one and only goal. For Arsenal, we were top of the league at the time. Um, so, well done to him for that one. And then he joined Sunderland, uh, sorry, Sheffield United in 1989 and played until 1992. He actually made 82 appearances for Sheffield United. So, I think he did a, had a decent little career there. He scored one goal. I think was an well. international. Was he Richard? Was he Irish international? I think he might have been. Yeah, but and then everyone's everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well,
1: well,
0: <laughs> but no, enough. I think he fair was. <laughs> I think he was an Irish international, yeah. Um, But, yeah, he was obviously... uh, I do remember him playing for Arsenal, but not with, I say, much, um, uh, you know, much uh, kind of uh, warmth, I suppose. Um, Another one, a bit more recent. um, He didn't actually play that much for Arsenal or or for Sheffield United by the look of it. Do you know who that is? That's Lupoli. Lupoli? Yeah, Lupoli, yeah.
1: Arturo. Arturo
0: yeah. He was a great player in our youth system, but he never made it in the first team. He played a few games in the League Cup, didn't he? And Benton seemed to have a good little partnership going on time. Um, And um, he he was at Arsenal for for a couple of years. He he never played in the Premier League. He just played a
1: few League Cup games. You say that, you know, do you remember about him? He was fantastic in the reserves, never really got a chance in the first team. He went back to Italy, I believe. And there yeah, were rumours I mean, yeah. that United were after him for about £30 million. He had one or That's two right, yeah. amazing yeah, seasons. And there was talk yeah. about us buying him back as well yeah, for a lot of I mean, money. But then you he never heard of him again. He must have had just no. one season of being outstanding.
0: Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. I know he briefly played for Sheffield United in 2009. He played 11 times for them and scored twice. Um, I'm guessing in 2009 that would have been probably in the championship, I would imagine. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, he, he was really highly thought of, wasn't he? He's another yeah. Arsenal player. You know, we're we obviously doing doing this, this show. We, we tend to, a lot of them pop up, don't they? Promising young players who never quite made it at Arsenal and they never made it anywhere yeah. else either. Really, their, their career just never took off. Um, and talking of a, a similar kind of situation, with I don't know if you did you know this guy? Bloody
1: hell, no.
0: He came through Arsenal's youth system.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold. On, hold on. It's not Luke Freeman, is it? It
0: is Luke Freeman, yeah. Right. Luke Freeman. He didn't actually play for the Arsenal first team. He did
1: come through our youth system, and he. Well, people expect up... lots out of him, Richard. I remember the name was flying around when Yeah, he was no, he, one. exactly.
0: Yeah, no, he, he was. Yeah, he was another one that was highly thought of, and he was actually playing for Sheffield United last season. He played sixteen games for Sheffield United, and he played in the Premier League from last season. So um, right. he's had a. I don't know where he is now. I don't know if he's if he's been released. I don't remember him playing this season, so I don't think he's still there. No, I
1: don't think but he is playing from
0: this year. He did play last season for him briefly. I mean, he's played, I say, in total, he's played um, 16 games for Sheffield United in total over between 2019 and 2020. So, he was obviously there last season in the, in the Premier League. So, um, he had a bit of a career, I guess. I, I say, I don't know what he's doing. I'll have to find out where he is now, actually, because it's um, fascinating to know where these people go, isn't it, when they, when they leave Arsenal. Um, Let's have a look. Joe in the chat there said he remembers Freeman at QPR. Oh, there you go. He was at QPR um, and on loan. And he's at Forest apparently on loan at the moment. Oh, there you go. So Joe's cleared that one up for us, which is good. Saves me having to check later on, which is nice. Um, But, yeah, he's another one who didn't quite make it as we expected. He might have done. Young player coming through. Literally, the list is endless. Another one, actually, as well. Another one who came from our youth system and never quite maybe kicked on at We thought ended up at Sheffield United as well.
1: Yeah, Paul Shaw. Are you George Bernard?
0: Yeah, Paul Shaw, yeah. Um, He actually, um, let's have a look. Paul Shaw, where's he on my list? He played, yeah, he played 13 games for Arsenal. Didn't he score a couple against Sunderland? Southampton. Southampton, Southampton.
1: Southampton, Southampton.
0: He scored his two goals, one at home and one away against Southampton in the same season. Is
1: that
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> both, both his two goals were against Southampton. He played 13 games. And then in 2004 or 2006, he played for Sheffield United. He played 35 times for them, scored eight goals. Um, so he did all right. I mean, he, was, he wasn't he was really a striker, was he? He was more of like a, I don't know. I never saw him as a striker. He was more of an attacking midfielder. He probably. was
1: nondescript. He wasn't midfield. He wasn't wide. He wasn't up front. He was a, a nondescript footballer, I would call him. Just like a forward, I guess you'd
0: call him, wouldn't not, yeah. not a striker or, yeah. or a winger. He was a forward. But yeah, he, I mean, I say he's got eight goals in 35 games for Sheffield United, which is a, not a bad return, is it? I suppose, when, it, when you think about it. Um, and let's have a look. We, we're running out of kind of more recent ones, actually. There's a couple left. This guy's been on the show a few times, hasn't he? Do you remember him?
1: Not Tommy Black, is it?
0: It is Tommy Black, yeah. He seems to pop up quite a lot because he's he's been yeah. on the books of quite a few Premier League clubs. But unfortunately, um, he only played twice for Arsenal and four times for Sheffield United. He scored one goal. Really? Four, yeah. So he didn't have um, a great career at either club, really, did he? Unfortunately for him, I don't know where he, I don't know what he's doing now. Actually, what because it was a couple of weeks ago he was on, wasn't he? And we was um, trying to find out where he was. And Ooh, someone yeah. said, didn't well, he, he play for QPR as well? Actually. Can't Joe yeah. might know. I'm sure Joe will put it in the chat because he, t- he tends to know these things. I don't know if he's got Google next to him, maybe. And we've actually got uh, one of our guests has just arrived. Very um, pleasure to welcome him onto the show. It is um, Andy, How are you doing mate? You're right.
2: Oh, yeah. Good evening. You okay?
0: Yeah, very well. Very well. How, how was your show? Was it good? Oh, you just come yeah, off it was good. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Just came straight off and came straight off. But yeah, it was great. It was. It, I love it. It's uh, really enjoyable. Give something back. Talk about the Championship, which is uh, the gift what keeps on giving at the minute.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's certainly exciting stuff going on in mm. the Championship, isn't it? I mean, how, how about yourself? I and mean, obviously obviously, um, I know you, you did briefly play for Sheffield United. I don't think Sheffield United is really what, what you're most known for, is it? Probably no. Middlesbrough or Cardiff.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, it, say it's probably a different club now than uh, than when I played on loan under Steve Bruce. The, they didn't have um it was a great time, you know, listen for me personally. It was a good development. It was a, it was a, it was the right club at the right time for me. It was the manager really looked after me. The fans were amazing. Um they're very passionate about what the, what they do and yeah. and I think that's probably one thing what's hindered them this year is is the lack of fans and I know that anyone could say that about the about the team, but Sheffield United more than anybody. And Chris Wilder probably yeah. need their supporters to get their players um rejuvenated at times and um, and some of those players who probably don't have the quality of some other Premier League players get that extra push by supporters and get that and need that 12th man sometimes. And, uh, and that's probably the, the biggest disappointment for me.
0: No, no, I, I agree. And I mean, last week, obviously, we played Liverpool. We were talking to some Liverpool fans and said, I think out of the, the, the two Premier League clubs that probably suffered the most with no fans. It's probably Liverpool and Sheffield United yeah. when you look at last season, how much of an advantage that was. I mean, Sheffield United at yeah. there, they were great at home. And then as soon as the lockdown happened and there was a restart with no fans, they really suffered, didn't they, straight away?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And 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 I look at how well Sheffield United were doing, and then and then obviously lockdown happened. The fans weren't allowed to go in. The the impact that had on, on their um, European venture. You know what I mean? It, could they have got into it? it did, you know what I mean? In the end, yeah, it yeah. obviously didn't happen. They spent a lot of money in the summer. By the way, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm not sure if that had an impact on the on the way that and the pressure on the manager. He spent a lot of money on probably three or four high profile players, um, probably overpaid on uh, on a couple, in my opinion. Um, Brewster, especially Brewster, Bruce, one Bruce, of them. Brewster for me. Yeah, he's you know what yeah, I mean. He, yeah. He did well in the championship at Swansea, um, but because he's a Liverpool player, he, his price tag was was probably a little bit higher than uh, normal for me. It was extortionate, and uh, and you know he hasn't he hasn't rewarded the club back with the performances and the goals, which probably Chris needed and the club needed for that price tag, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I mean,
0: uh, you can see why they wanted to buy him because last season, although they did well, they didn't score a lot of goals, did they? Generally, they were quite solid at the back, didn't concede many, and then yeah. that was maybe the one area that you felt if they could get a striker who could score goals for them, they could have pushed on. Maybe that was the kind of feeling, wasn't it? But like you said, they've obviously spent a lot yeah. of money on him. It hasn't really works out, has it? He's not really.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I totally agree Richard I, I look at their defence last year and they were so solid the amount of games that they were that they were nil-nil in for long periods yeah. they used to miss chances The the way that they played with maybe one up front with a bit of pace a bit of trickery and it could make something mm. happen it just yeah it hasn't happened this year they've gone down the, the, the McGoldrick route they've gone down the Ollie McBurney route and uh, Bruce has probably played a bit part, bit part player and you know mm. I mean for me it's not really worked out for any of them and you know what I mean? They've they've spent more time defending. They've realised that they've, they've let, they're letting more goals in. They're, they're defending a lot more. They're getting overrun. They're making mistakes, and and it's accumulated in in a in a disastrous season with the manager losing his job and uh, record record lack of number of points and goals let in. It's just yeah, it's been a disaster for the football club, and I hope they can recover. You know what I mean? Because you know I mean the formalities are going to be over soon, and they are going to go down. Uh, I just hope they can recover. They can get the right person in charge next year. To get them back up from the championship with the Premier League money, hopefully. And um but players' valuations are gonna go down because you spoke there about um about Brewster. You know what I mean? A lot of money. Are you gonna be able to recoup that money back? Not in a not in the championship play, you know, with someone who hasn't done it in the Premier League, unfortunately.
1: Do you think no. they're a bit early well evening by the way? Melvin, had
2: do you doing okay.
1: Yeah, fine thanks, mate. Good, good, uh, good. I, I, do you think that sacking the manager had nothing to no, obviously not to do with performances and where where they were going. But really, they were down anyway, as good as. He was one of the managers that could have brought them up. So do you think there's something a little bit political yeah. rather than just to do with... Performances on the pitch. Yeah, well, think I think he was,
2: uh, Melvin. I, I I totally agree. I think he's the manager who, who could have put them up. You know what I mean? On his own, he, he, it's just his passion, his his is drive for that football club, loves the football club. Uh, but what I read and what I heard about in in from in house was that the football club wanted to go down a different route. They wanted to direct the football above the manager, which he wasn't keen on. He's never done it before. He's never had that person above him to make the decisions about signings, and then he's working with players. He you're talking about a manager here who's who's done everything on his own for years and years and years and been successful as it so to try and change someone's philosophy overnight I think it's a little bit disrespectful so once those fractions start coming in within a camp you, you're looking at a different thing you know listen we're not talking about an Arsenal a Man City of Barcelona you know I mean a top team who's, who's got who's got top players we're on about a, a team who probably doesn't need a director of football at this moment in time you're going into the championship do you need a director of football in the championship probably not um, do you need a director of football if you're playing in Europe and you're signing top international players you probably do but I think it's it's, it's probably a, a knee jerk decision which has impacted on a football club and a manager who's lost his job and I hope Chris gets a Chris was my manager at Halifax Town towards the end of my career and oh, I, right. so I I truly hope he gets another job because as a man and just a man himself is 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 a is a is a is a true gentleman and a a man manager I've never come across before in my in my lifetime so he's a, he's very talented at what he does and I hope he gets a, a, another opportunity somewhere. Andy, the way things are going, you might get a chance at the Arsenal So Yeah, might, yeah. To be honest, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <but> there's, there's, <laughs> listen, there's, there's loads of football clubs which uh, which uh, which would probably love his desire, his yeah. um, his attitude, and and you know, it goes a long way. Not everyone's got that 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 desire. What what, what Chris has, and other and, and some other managers have it as well. You know, I'm mean, not being disrespectful to everybody, but some some are cool and calm and stand there, and and you look at the persona and think they don't care and. As a fan, you want someone on the touchline who's kicking every ball, hitting every ball, and who's screaming and shouting for that ninety minutes and looks like he cares. And it's different if you've got supporters there who can do it for you. But when, when things aren't going your way and you're getting beat and you're standing there and you've got your arms folded and you look like you don't care and you lose the game, it's so disheartening as a fan because you just think, Well, what's the point of him being there? We might as well not be. someone else might be stood there and, and it's just it's yeah. just heartbreaking.
0: I mean, I, I don't know, obviously you you obviously know Chris Wilder personally. I mean, from the outside, what what I noticed last season to this season, obviously before he lost his job, he seemed a bit different, didn't he? I felt looking at him on the touchline, looking at his interviews after matches. I know, obviously, that the results were not as good. I don't know whether that was a thing, but he seemed a bit different to me. I don't know whether or not, like you said, maybe stuff going on behind the scenes that we didn't know about, but like a long way before he even left the club, he, he seemed, his persona seemed a bit different this season,
2: a little bit yeah. less up. AB, I, know yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think he's. Uh, I think. I, th- I think losing games doesn't doesn't help. Uh, but I think if you're losing games and you've got the backing of an owner, I, th- I don't think. Mm. It, I don't think it matters. You know, if you if you've been told six months ago that if you get relegated, you're still going to be the manager next year to t- take us back to the Premier League, you're going to get a war chest of this amount of money. Then you you come out with your shoulders back and you and you and you and you smile on your mm. face and you, and you give everything you've got. I think that the things behind the scenes haven't helped. I think the players, certain players, have let him down. Um, with what he's given them, you know, I mean, he's, he's turned some of them into a league from League One players to Premier League players overnight. Um, yeah. I think this this season they've let him down performance wise. Um, some of the new signings haven't performed as half as well as what everyone thought, and and I fully expected them to. and And the money would suggest they should be performing at that level. Um, so yeah, it's, it's 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 a difficult one. And then you've got obviously what I said there about the director of football. You've got other pressures, and and, and still not not no fans, and no probably light like at the end of the tunnel at this, with this season. So. Yeah, I, I saw I saw differences in him uh, in his interviews. I saw differences in him probably during the games. Is um, yeah. probably the the, the the trouble he was getting in during the game with referees and fourth officials and and and, and the pressures of being a, a Premier League manager under pressure, which uh, which isn't nice to see because you know what I mean. It's yes, people are getting well paid, um, and but they still care, and he still mm-hmm. wants to win every game. And when that pressure gets to you, and you say the wrong thing at the wrong time, and you and you lose your cool and lose your temper. There's no coming back when you cross that line. Sometimes, unfortunately, in those times that he he did cross it, and um, and he's he, hard to get his composure back. Being a manager, when sorry, he wears sorry. his heart
0: on his sleeve, though, doesn't he? I suppose as well. Yeah, I mean. of
2: course, and, and 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 I love that. I, I love that. As a yeah, no, fan, yeah I would, I would, I would look. Uh, listen, I'm Middlesbrough fan, and you know what I mean. I've got, any, I've got, I've got another hothead, and is, is in charge of my football club. That he that he kicks every ball, he 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 wins every battle, but. You know, the football's not great, but at least he cares. You know what I mean. So I, I can't grumble. You know what I mean. If i had someone in there, and the football was bad, and he just didn't look like he was bothered. I'd, I'd be able to have a go, but he, he wears his heart on the sleeve, like you just said. He cares, and 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 same as Chris, he's 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 got so many qualities which which other clubs would 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 love that opportunity to to to, to give him back. Being maybe a manager,
0: you have put him in maybe that'd be good, wouldn't it?
2: Getting
1: a yeah. yeah. Being a manager when things are going badly for you. It must be a very, very lonely place to be. You, you, you turn around and there's no one there, basically. You know, yeah. you, you're know, you by yourself, aren't you, if it's going wrong?
2: When it's yeah, going well, right, I, uh, you know, I it's right. Gentlemen, I, I sampled uh, management at a law level, obviously semi-professional level, and I had a bit of success at the start, which was which was great. And everyone wants to know you and everyone's ringing your up. Players want to sign for you. The chairman rings you every day. Um, reporters ring you for interviews. It's It's, it's great. Uh, when you when you're down the bottom of the league and you've just been beaten seven nil and and you don't know where to turn nobody's ringing you nobody wants to nobody you, your phone's dead for a week and um, and it's just it is a very lonely place you stood on the touchline and, and and you're lost and you don't know where to turn and even your mm-hmm. assistant managers and things and this is no disrespect to them by the way you know what I mean your assistant managers yeah. look like they're the twenty yards back where they should be you yeah. know what I mean everyone's yeah. everyone's a little bit shorter yeah. smaller and it's it's like yeah. The, Nobody wants to take responsibility, and but you've got to stand there. You've got to put your shoulders back. You've got to take responsibility. And when that day comes that you lose your job and you get the sack like it happened to me at that level, then you you just take it on the chin because it's 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 just a cutthroat industry. But it's a results business, and you know that when you when you decide to do it. And and Chris knew that when he took over in League One, um, he's known that all his career. You know what I mean? Mikel Arteta knows that more than anybody you know what i mean he's left a he left a very good position by the way which is probably which was yeah. he's he's probably untouchable you know what i mean so he's took a massive risk to to go to a club which um which was always going to be a, a tough job after the, the the history that they've got so he's he was he, you know what i mean credit to him for for flying on his own um you know what i mean but like you say it's 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 he's now got to get results you know what i mean and, and letting mm-hmm. late goals in like last night in the in the, in the Europa League it's not going to help his, his his case because it's it's so frustrating because when you're ahead against a side from from a lesser nation from a country which, yes, they have a decent side, they beat Leicester, they beat Rangers. But for me, you've got to expect a little bit more and see, see games out. It's not about trying to get that second goal, it's just about seeing the game out, winning one nil, and just moving on to the next one.
0: No, exactly. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, that was for me last night. That was that, that was people say, you know, obviously, you've got to blame the players, and yes, to a certain degree, the players should be more experienced and be able to see that game through with five minutes to go when you score. You've got to see that game out, but. You know, the fact that the, the goal that we conceded came about from us trying to play it out from the back, which is where we've struggled all season. That comes To me, that comes from the manager, in, in instilling that in the players to play that way. And when it goes wrong, which it's gone wrong a lot of times, and it goes wrong again, surely at that time, the manager on the side of the pitch has got to say to the players, you know what I mean? Just get the ball away from our goal for the last few minutes of the game and just get it up the other end of the pitch. We had the pace on the pitch then to, you know, to... Get it up the other end, and, and even if you, you know, like you said, don't get the second goal necessarily, you just keep the ball up the other end of the pitch. And yeah, I don't know it's frustrating, it's it
2: frustrating down though, down. isn't it? Because as 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 a player, you don't need the second goal, so you're not really setting up to do it. But you hmm. you put the ball in an area which is not going to harm. If if the ball's yeah. in the corner, you can't let yeah. a goal in. If it's out for the throw you can't let a goal in. And I look at the yeah. I look at times to play for me. Play from the first minute till the eighty fifth minute. And if you are win in winning one 0 two one. Two 0 even. Just see the game out. You don't need that third goal. Sometimes you don't need to win the game twice. You have won the game once, and once is enough. You know what I mean? Because like, I like, like. so look at that goal. That goal could be a huge goal. Because if Slavia Prague hadn't got that goal, they wouldn't have been disheartened. They wouldn't have been gutted because they'll go for the second no. leg thinking they can get the result. but now it's given them such a boost because Hearts will yeah. have to score, and if they do score, it's, it's going to be difficult anyway. Because you know, what I mean, Slavia Prague possibly will will get a goal as well. So it's it's going to be it's going to be intriguing, regardless of um, of which outcome you're going to get. But what I don't understand with professional footballers like yourself is that
1: why must the manager tell you what to do? You shouldn't be micromanaged. You're professional footballers. You should know what to do about don't dribble it from the back. You, every time you get the ball, you're not waiting for the manager to tell you what to do. You're good enough to to make their own mind
2: up. Yes, I know, I mean, totally, of the game. totally, totally agree. But that's where your that's where your leaders come into the game for me. That's where your captain comes into it, and and it dictates yeah. what happens. you're managing on the touchline telling the captain that that you're doing this. The man, the, the captain does what he wants. You know, what I mean, the captain tells the, tells the people to put it in the corners, put it in the channels. You you, you got hmm. Abayang can go, Sako can go. You know, I mean, you've got all these players who can keep the ball in the channels. You've got all this pace. You've got all these players who can who can hurt teams, but. As a unit, we're going to sit here with the back four. We're going to have someone sitting in front to protect. Um, we're going to we're going to tuck the wingers in. You know what I mean? Forget what the manager says. I'll take the I'll take the stick at the end because let's be honest, the manager's dictated too by results. So the managers are the who look stupid. The players aren't, but the players are the ones who should be taking responsibility. And then the manager can come out at the end and say the players take all the credit. You know what I mean? They saw the last five, six, seven minutes out fantastically well. You know what I mean? I I would have wanted them to play more football, but it wasn't possible. The players take the credit. Where. Now, the manager can't come out and say, it's a player's fault. It's my fault because I'm telling the players how to play and dictating to them from minute one to minute 97, minute 98. You yeah. shouldn't be like that, you know what I mean? Players aren't robots, you know what I mean? Players are players are, are able to make their own decisions and to play the normal game because it's... it's 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 their it's job, it's their livelihood, you know what I mean? You, we're, not, we're not told that we do things on, a, on a, a training, you know what I mean? You, you try new things and a game's no different, you know what I mean? You, you, you can't be dictated to mm-hmm. and be like a robot from minute one to 95, it's just impossible. Do
0: you, not, do you not think that's how football maybe has gone though in recent years? Because, you know, a few years ago, it, lo- it looks a lot more off the cuff, if you like, and players used to play, make their own decisions and they used to, you know... um be a little bit more spontaneous, perhaps. Whereas now, it does seem a lot more. All, all clubs, I mean, I think the way that footballs evolved, maybe it is a lot more tactical now. It's a lot more regimented, maybe, in the way that teams play, than it perhaps used to be. Even maybe you know, when you were playing, it was probably a little bit. You were probably a little bit more freedom. You were probably allowed a little
2: bit more freedom,
0: wasn't you? When, when you was?
2: Oh, no, no, totally, Richard. I, Listen, I'd be, I'd be bored now. I'll be honest. If, if I was playing and I was playing centre forward, I wouldn't get the ball for. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes because it's getting passed along the back. It's getting passed forward mm. and passed back. It's a, mm. it's a, it's a very um, slow way of playing. You know what I mean. Whereas before it was about getting the ball forward. Yes, with quality in good areas as fast as you possibly can because it was about getting more goals. And um, the amount of teams now who put out from the back who make mistakes. How many more mistakes mm. do you need before you decide and go? Listen, we're going to kick it now. You know what I mean. You look at Man City's goals. The amount of goals that Edison set up from from long kicks is is scary because he he, he clears the ball out of the line, because so the other the team can't score. Man City have been been bad at times by overplaying. John Stones has, has made mistakes. Diaz has made mistakes because of that that fact. Liverpool have done the same thing. You you are getting players to overplay when they're not comfortable in doing it. You're trying to make a player be like you. you know I mean, I look at Arteta. Arteta on the ball was like a maestro. He could he could he could manipulate the ball. He could do things on the ball, but he's a midfield player. He's used to getting the ball under pressure. A defender's not used to getting the ball under pressure. He's used to getting the ball with nobody around him. So now when he's getting the ball and he's trying to play and he's overplaying, he's making mistakes. So he's, we're, we're we're trying to get players to play and do a job which they're not happy and comfortable with. And when they do make a mistake... You know what I mean? Is the manager gonna back him? Because how many mistakes can you can you make before you get dropped or somebody else takes your place? For me it's it's it shouldn't be it shouldn't be four, five and six, it should be one, two or three. And if you all make mistakes one and two, then you don't make the third one because you you learn from them and I'm not c I am not I can not listen to the manager anymore. I've got to then start to implement my own, put the ball in the channel, clip the ball into the winger, play this play the front man, not try and take him on or come inside and go by the goalkeeper and start again and put myself under pressure, make myself look stupid.
0: I mean, is is that not for me though? That's quite an interesting point that you make there because I've been sort of, um, certainly in recent weeks, I've been kind of saying that for me, our is the bigger problem than the players. And, you know, that's almost like you're kind of almost touching on it there, aren't you? That Arteta wants them to play a certain way, which maybe they're not all comfortable with. No. And you're saying, you know, that they, they should only be allowed to make two or three mistakes in your it, But he hasn't changed them. He keeps playing the same players and they keep making the same mistakes. And yeah. I don't know why he's doing that. To me, it's like, surely, like you said there, that's the right thing, isn't it? If, if a player you, got, you want to play a certain way and you've got one or two players in your team that just can't adapt quickly enough, and making mistakes regularly, you have to take them out of the team, you have to, or change the way you play to help them.
2: Hmm. I, t- I, totally, I totally agree. You can't, ex- Richard, you can't dictate ex- no. to a player to tell him, you know, I mean, and and, and say to him, what, what you say to him after a game, after he's made a mistake, you put your arm around him saying, Unlucky, next one will be your goal, but then he does it again, and unlucky, unlucky, hmm. unlucky. As a player from an, an outsider, let's say, let's say I'm a, I'm a young player, um, and I see all these defenders making mistakes, and I'm waiting for my opportunity. When does my opportunity come? I'm waiting for those players to make mistakes. Hmm. So I can have that chance, and uh, you know what I mean. Those young players won't make the same up so, same mistake because they want to, they want to, they want to impress. They want to do the right thing. You know what I mean. But if you're dictated to and you're told to make, if you, if you if it's the manager's content and happy that you're making the, the same mistakes, then the manager's got to mm. take the take the blame. He's got to come out publicly yeah. and say it's not the player's fault. You know what I mean. I'm telling them and I'm dictating to them the way that I want them to play. They'll come good this season, next season. But how much time is he going to have? Because. I look at I look at the way Man United play. Man United play. I looked at the Man United goal on on last night. Um, mm. the, the, when Linderoff got the ball, he came out with the ball. What did he do? He spread a seventy-five, eighty-yard pass over the top to to Rashford. Took a touch, scores a goal. That's the kind of football that I want to see sometimes. Not every time, obviously, mm. because it, you, it'd be it'd be boring. It'll be it'd be very predictable to watch, but mm. it works. It's it's effective once in a blue moon, but if you keep on playing out from the back and playing wide back into Fernandez, back into, into players, it gets boring and predictable again and you get found out. Like Arsenal got found out. Man United didn't get found out because they weren't expecting it. So it's about it's about playing cat and mouse and being like chalk and cheese. It's got to be different, you've got to be differentiated all the time and, and play in a different way. I agree
1: you've got to do mix and match. I agree that. Yeah. But the thing is as well, when we play out the back over the past couple of seasons, we've scored two or three fabulous goals. From playing out from the back, right? Yeah. But we've given away about seven or eight. Yeah. So it's, the risk reward is wrong.
2: Yeah, totally It good. doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And, that, and that's the that's the frustrating thing, isn't it? Because there's a there's for me there's an area to play out from the back. You know what I mean? That that, that when they've got it right, and, and and I've seen them a couple of times. last, when we've got it right, and they, and they can get the ball in the midfield and the breaking when we're pace, and they've they've got a huge opportunity to to break in in between the lines. Is is great. It's great to watch with pace, but when it gets wrong and when it goes wrong. It just looks horrific, and it looks it looks schoolboy stuff, embarrassing, and and for fans like you, you know, what I mean, it's so frustrating because you, you you're waiting for that to come again next week. You're waiting for the, another mistake, and, and when's the manager going to dictate to other people and change things around and and mix things up? Because if that's the centre forward missing chances. He brings him out and sticks somebody else in, so it's, it's the same thing as a as a defender. A defender makes mistakes. He gets he gets he gets changed over. Goalkeeper drops a, a couple of clangers. He gets he gets yeah. swapped over. So for me, just because you're yeah. just because you're dictating to a defender how to do it, it's it's, it's, it's no different for me.
1: No, no. I have bigger, bigger squads now.
2: We've
1: bigger squads. We got twenty five. Yeah. Say so we've got twenty five man squads. Why should eleven players get away with it
2: every week? Yeah, I totally shouldn't agree. agree. It shouldn't happen. There's no point having a. There's no point having a 25-man squad if the manager is not going to utilize the the squad of players. You know what I mean? He he seems to yeah. rotate his attacking players uh, more than he does his defensive line. Which for me is is wrong. If you're going to rotate, you you rotate everybody. You know what I mean? You you freshen up. You you mix things up. You take someone out of the firing line. And for me, I think that's yeah. important. If you're having a tough time in a and a bad stage of the season, if you take him out for a game. And then bring it back in He might build his confidence he might have uh he might have just he might have just needed that the that, that rest and recuperation because of all international games as well and, and all the games coming thick and fast but sometimes being taken out doesn't have to be a negative it could be seen as a positive and depending on the manager puts a swing on it and, and if it's happening to other players it's never a negative anyway so even if you make a mistake but um yeah, for me he's got to get it right He's got to get it right quickly because time's not time's yeah. not on his side at the minute no no exactly uh
0: um terry has put a comment he says do you think arteta has lost the dressing room or the players aren't good enough uh the reason i said that the players don't seem motivated even the players coming in don't seem to fight for their plays i think that's a good point actually and is the fact that they know that when they come in they're only going to come in for one game and then he's going to go back to his favorites or the players that have made mistakes before if they're injured and they get fit they're going to come straight back in and that's not the way to keep everybody motivated is it everybody's got a if someone plays well, they should stay in the team, shouldn't they? Regardless of who
2: else is fit and who else yeah. is available to play the next Well, that, 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 that's, how, that's how you, for me, you make a name for yourself. If that's a young player coming in and he, and he, and he can and he can pencil a few games and make a name for himself. If that's an experienced player who's, who's who hasn't been in the team for a while, if you're playing well, you stay in the side. If you're not playing mm-hmm. well, you come out of the team for, for, for a week, two weeks, three weeks, six weeks, depending on who's taking your place and how well they do. And that's the same for a goalkeeper. Yeah. It's the same for anything because for me, if a manager's not doing well, he loses his job. If a player isn't doing well, he loses his place and he gets released after his contract. uh, It's just the the dynamics of football and it just doesn't seem to work for certain clubs at certain times. And and at the minute, it's not really... And that's not a huge football club um, underachieving. Of course, you look at at teams in that league, you know what I mean, the the, the, the rivals down the road, you know what I mean, that... I don't, think I don't think they're doing anything special in, in, in regards of, of football, but excitement and changing teams and changing players. You know what I mean? They have the certain spine of the team which stays the same week in week out, but some of the players get rotated all the time. And for me, it works. It works in, in Mourinho's favour because the players know where they stand. You know what I mean? If they don't play this week, they've got a chance to play next week. And it's not about ability or performance. It's about consistency of the team. You know what I mean? The spine of the team works. And Arsenal have got a spine of the team. And that's got to be the spine. And it's got to stay there. Um, but the rest of the team can be rotated as and when they're needed.
0: Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. Um, Shane says there, how many goals have we conceded from player mistakes? It's embarrassing. Yeah, no, he's right. Most of our goals seem to come from an individual mistake. He said, do you guys think Arsenal are still respected as a great club in Europe? I, I, I personally do just because the name I think will always be respected regardless. I mean, teams go through cycles, don't they? You can have a successful team for a few years and then maybe you're rebuilding and you have a few years where you're not as successful. But I think Arsenal as a name will always be respected throughout football, in Europe, throughout the world, I I think, personally. Um, But obviously, we're not doing ourselves any favours in terms of getting new Kind of younger fans on ball to take Arsenal as seriously because over the last few years we haven't been that club, have we? Unfortunately,
2: mm. no. I, listen, I agree. I, I can go back when I was when I was younger. I'm probably going back to remember when Arsenal played. I think it was Real Zaragoza in the Cup in his Cup final yeah. uh, when yeah. obviously yeah. Niam got that goal. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So there were Arsenal were a, were a huge football club in Europe back then. You know what I mean? And that they the, the obviously reached Champions League and the, the, the dominated games and rounds with Thierry Henry, Ramsey, Freddie Lundberg, et etc and um, and they've continue, continued on you know what I mean the name for me is, is still a big name it's not a, it's not a team that you want to play in your group it's not a team that you want to get drawn against because you know on the day they can beat you they can be a threat and they can, they can cause you problems but it's about consistency and Arsenal fans you know what I mean if you you can get knocked, knocked out of over, over, over European tournament on away goals now you know what I mean that goal the other night um, last night sorry could a, it could have a, a huge impact on, on on progressing at the semi-final and if that goal costs them you know what I mean and the Premier League doesn't finished as strong as they need, then it's been s it's been a nightmare of a season, you know what I mean? So it's 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 a, it's just a, it's just about getting the positives and that clean sheet can go a long way. It can have a positive impact on the weekend for the chat for the Premier League. It can have a positive impact on the the second leg. And one goal can just change the dynamics of a season overnight, you know what I mean? The confidence. Lads coming and training today, um lads playing at the weekend on Sunday. It's just a it's just it's it's one negative after another after another and it's it's frustrating because you know I mean? The manager won't, won't be in there all smiles and happy today for we're warm down. The players won't be buzzing. You know what I mean? But that clean sheet today, everyone would have been in with a different frame of mind and, and the confidence would have been there. Loads of chat, loads of talking. The publicity would have been there. Social media would have been great. Fans would have been buzzing. It's it's just not the case because of a, a simple error which could have been eradicated very very easily.
1: It's not no, just no, the goal.
2: It was the way we conceded the goal. You can
1: get a yeah. goal against you. you. can't do anything about you know, you might get a dodgy penalty or whatever, or a ricochet. It's something happens. You got that was avoidable, and that is what's very disappointing.
2: Yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree. I totally agree, and that's the. And that's just the, the the joys and the negatives of, 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 of being a football fan because you you can also see it coming as well. You are you, you also know that, you, that it's coming around the corner and you know I mean the longer the game goes you you, you see the referee or the, the assistant referee putting up a, a number for, for injury injury time and you think, Oh god, we can just you know what's happening, you know what I mean? As a I think as a Middlesbrough fan, it's happened for years where you just know that, that if there's anything more than two minutes, you're gonna let a goal in it's three, four, five and six, which is just a nightmare. Yeah. But but that's just uh, it's just a nightmare because it's it, it, for me. It could be eradicated, you know what I mean. It's happened before, mm. but you don't make the same mistake twice because you just—it's—it's it's just football suicide at the minute. Did you ever play against
0: Arsenal in your career?
2: Actually, um, yeah, I had a few. Um, yeah, I didn't. Uh, didn't get much joy. Um, we had played at Highbury and never, never got any positives. When I left Middlesbrough, got quite a few uh, decent results at, at Highbury when um, Gascoigne and Dean Windass. We had a couple of positive results, mm. but I played. Uh, I played the game at the Riverside when we got beat seven seven one. That wasn't a that wasn't a nice game the um, one yeah that was the Carnu one yeah nelka overmars petit Vieira. Okay, so, okay. yeah it was scary yeah it was a scary um it was a scary performance all around because we weren't bad we weren't that bad we, we you know what i mean no. I, I know that i know the results dictate yeah. but that that season arsenal were just obviously dominated just it was with pace you know what i mean when you've got Elka with the pace going forward you've got the overmarses you've got you've got the midfielders with the passing you've got the full backs you've got the defence who don't give anything away A goalkeeper who very rarely that like a goal in, you know what I mean. Everything was just set up for that for that football club just to, to be dominant in domestic football for for a very long time with a manager who just had an art of um, of just 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 dominating football games and just bringing a, a new philosophy to, to football and new fresh ideas, which was which is great, you know, because some of the things I heard which he was bringing into football about um, nutrition and and how players prepared and, and recovered, you know, what I mean, which was which was just. Out of this world, you know what I mean, with 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 drinks and stuff. It was just, yeah, you know, it was it was madness, but it was it works and, and showed how successful a man was. You know what I mean? To come from where he came from to, um, um, and then where we left the football club was was phenomenal. But you know what I mean? He was, he was there for a long time. He, he 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 achieved so much, but it was probably same as Fergie. Probably the right time to pass on his legacy to somebody else.
0: I mean, that game you mentioned there, obviously the went at the Riverside. It, it was actually quite an even game for quite a long part yeah, of that It was, game. Yeah, yeah, it was the <laughs> champions. <chance, didn't they? laughs> We just scored every time we come forward, we seem to score a goal. And Middlesbrough had quite a lot of chances that day, um, and maybe didn't take them. And then the score ended up kind of mad, really. But it wasn't that sort of a game, it wasn't a game where I think no. I was dominated that game because we didn't really. It was a pretty no. even game. No, it wasn't,
2: it wasn't game. A, I know, I know everyone, everyone who's been on the other end of those kind of results says it, it's not a 7 1 game, but it wasn't a 7 1 game. It was, no, no. it was probably uh, if you got beat 4 0, and you'd probably take it on the channel a little bit and just say, Listen, we were beaten by the better side, they, they deserved mm. it, but everything. You know what I mean the, the the goals that went in, you know what I mean? Some of the goals were um was phenomenal. Carnew's goal was excellent. The way that they got in behind and I don't think they missed. I don't think there was any any, any chance for no. in goal. I don't think he said anything, but it was no disrespect to him, by the way. It was yeah, just yeah. everything was yeah. so clinical from uh, from Arsenal.
0: Yeah, no, that was that was a really strange game that, in many ways. I mean, we we also won seven uh hybrid against Middlesbrough as well a few years later. I don't know if you were. Yeah.
2: No, I wasn't yeah. I'd, le- I'd left by then, thankfully. <laughs> but yeah, we had decent results
0: against. But, um, I remember you won three nil at Highbury as well one season as well.
2: Yeah, that was the um, that was uh, that was when uh, Dean Windass, uh, I think Ugo Ekiog and all that, Steve McLaren I think Steve McLaren's yeah. time there. So it was, uh, it was a really strong time. And I, I, I remember just, that I just left in time for Cardiff, and um, I think Paul Ince uh, played as well that day. So I think we were, we blacked yeah. black. Alan Boxich I think. So they had world class footballers. You know, it was a it was a strong performance, strong goals and. I think Hamon yeah. Ricard as well might have played it up top, and they went down a phys- they went down a physicality route sometimes Middlesbrough with the with the way that they played, um, and um, it worked it worked a treat, you know what I mean. But you had to be defensively strong as well.
0: Yeah, no, no, exactly. I mean Middlesbrough had a decent side for a, for a while, didn't they? Established yeah. Premier League team, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. for for quite a number of years. Obviously, mm. I know things aren't quite the same. I mean, where, where do you see sort of Middlesbrough going at the moment? Then, do you think um, you'll be back in the Premier um... League?
2: Team? Listen, I I see where they were last season. That they escaped on the last day of the season. Uh, they're sat in tenth tenth position now. If they finish in the top half, I'll be happy. Uh, I know the of fans won't appreciate this, but you know, I mean, for me, I see it as progress. You know what I mean? I, I don't see yeah. them in a position to go up this year. If they do, I think it'll be suicide because they'll get and with the squad that they've got. They'll they'll, they'll probably get less points than, than the Sheffield United's got, for example. And I just think it'll be it'll have a, a bit negative impact on the whole football club. Yes, the money's good, but. It's it's it can do damage, you know. What I mean, getting relegated that heavily and, and stuff. So for me, I I get progression. I think Neil, will do a another um Houdini job in the summer and bring in a couple of a uh, couple of gems. And if he can get me in the playoffs next year, then I'll be a happy man because uh, I just want progression every year. I just want the football club to to progress. Listen, the, the the style of football is not a joy to watch. It's not it's not my cup of tea, but. The results are my cup of tea, so I can't really be greedy, you know. Listen, it's not. I'm not. If I had Kevin Keegan in charge and we, we were in four three, and the style of football was great, and we're still winning games, and but football's not that easy. It's a, it's a, it's about ch- it's chicken and egg, isn't it? You know, it's it's a, it's it's a catch twenty two that you know. What I mean, for me, it's it results are a decent at the minute, and but the football's not so. At the minute, I take I'll take one or the other.
1: Is Mister yeah. Gibson still the chairman?
2: He is, yeah, Sir Steve. Yeah, he's listen. These, if it wasn't for him, that football club would be dead and buried. Yeah. He's 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 uh, he's the best oh, chairman, well. he, best chairman in British football without a shadow of a doubt. That what he's give back to the area, the town, the football club. You know what I mean? And still be there. He should have. He could have or should have sold it a long time ago to a Chinese businessman who wanted to buy it and push the club to another level. But listen, he he stuck by it. He's lost millions and millions and millions of pounds by uh, by doing it the way he's doing it. And um, you know I mean, the, the, even the wage bill still to this day is phenomenal. You know, what I mean, for a championship football club, but um, he loves it. He's, he lives and dies by the by the by the town, and uh, and just yeah, he's, he never gives up, and he just he seems to get younger every year. You know, what I mean, we're all getting older, He just seems to get younger. He just looks <laughs> looks great. But uh, but the stress of being a chairman must be uh, it must be must be quite strong as well. So to a fair play. I can't, can't follow
0: him. I think it's good to have uh, someone who runs a club who who supports the club and has got the best interest of the club at heart. And that's something that at Arsenal, we, we would love to have, you know, somebody who really cares deeply about the club and wants to do everything that they can to make them as successful as they can. And that's, you know, it doesn't always work, like you said, but to have somebody backing it all, that's got that in their mind, that's all they want to do. They want to—they want a club to be successful. You know, that's the sort of only that like, we would love somebody like that to come into Arsenal who just wants to give everything to make the club successful again, you know. Yeah. And, you know, and that's... But- Awesome, would love that, you know, definitely. And, someone, oh, awesome. and
2: someone, someone so the fans can relate to as well, Richard, for me, because, you know, yeah, Steve, yeah. Steve's a middle a fan. He bought the club for, I think he bought it for a pound. He um, he took all the debts on, He, you know what I mean? He took them back to Ayrson Park. He's built the new stadium. He's built the training ground. He's, he's given so much back to the local community, you know, that he's done everything what he said he was, was going to do and more, you know what I mean? So nobody yeah. can ever fault him. And when I hear negative, negative, negative comments about him, I'm just... I just can't believe it because you know what I mean I don't I don't understand what what football fans and people expect. You know what I mean someone an individual can only do so much. He's made some tough decisions by getting rid of managers who who've done so much for this football club. He's lost managers to England. He's he sacked Brian Robson, he's 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 sacked local heroes, he's sold and bought world class talent, you know what I mean? So for me, it's the journey of being a Middlesbrough fan under Steve Gibson has been an absolute joy. You know what I mean? It's had his heartache, of course it has, but without those yeah, heartaches, yeah. I'll never you'll never have the positives and the positives out for me out, out, out outlay the negatives for sure.
0: No, definitely, yeah. Joe says yeah that um true rep comes at Middlesbrough now. Is, yes he is he yeah. It?
2: Um he's not he's not setting the world alight. Uh I don't think he's probably Neil's type of player if I'm honest. I think he no. um you know what I mean? And Neil does like his physicality, his, um, his kind of player who, uh, who dominates the aerial things. And, you know, I mean, he hasn't he hasn't played as many games as he was going to do. probably because of that. You know, I'm not saying the boy hasn't got talent. The way that Neil plays, he plays with one man up front, doesn't really suit him. Um, the Championship's are a different animal to probably the Premier League and where, where, where he's played previously. And um, I, I hope he does well. I think next season, hopefully he can kick on and do a little bit better. But um, I think his physicality does let him down a little bit in the way that Neil wants him to play.
0: And another one here, Joe says
2: Yannick Belesi as well, obviously, another ex-Premier League player. Wow. Yeah, Yannick signed um on deadline there. Um he's been rumoured to be, to be signed for the last three three windows and never really materialised. And um, he scored against Watford at the weekend. He came on as sub. He's not fit at the minute. He just he's he's for me, keep him in the summer, get him really fit, offer him a new deal, keep him long term because he can make things happen on his own. He's played up front and it's like that false nine with Man City player that he gets on the ball, he makes things happen. He's so unpredictable. I, if if he doesn't know what he's going to do, then Jesus, the fans <laughs> and the other players haven't got a clue what he's going to do. So it's it's, it's a joy to watch. Uh, I just hope the football club can keep him and he's not putting himself in the shop window to get himself a decent move in the summer because as a of fan, I want to see I want to see some talent which can push push us up to to the playoffs for next season. Is he on loan yeah. or are you signed No, he's signed, but he's on a he's on a short term uh, contract. Ah right.
1: Give
0: me one minute, no. Richard. one minute. Sorry, Excuse me. no, no. Go on, yeah, go on. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he was—he was a great player, wasn't he? In, in the Crystal Palace days and stuff like that. He played for Everton as well, didn't he? Yannick Bolasie, I think he was—he was at was Everton, wasn't he, as well?
2: Um, yeah, he's—he uh, was he in Lisbon um, as well. I think he's had—I think he's had a couple of—a uh, couple of.
0: Yeah, he? no, he's—he's he's had a decent enough career, but he's never really quite pushed on as he and reached no. the peak that he maybe that he maybe yeah. could potentially do, you know. Um, yeah. But you know, good that hes has got Middlesbrough now. That's. Uh, you know, like you said, he, he may well be looking to boost his career and stuff like that. But We'll see yeah. um, what happens with
2: that
0: over the summer. I mean, it's been, it's been great having you on. Andy. Anyway,
2: it's been, oh, it's fabulous. Been... No, thanks for your time there. It, was, it was great to um, for you to invite me on. Really appreciate. it.
0: No, no, worries. it's always, always good to good to chat. I know you. You know, are you still? Um, are you sort of still coaching? Are you anything like that?
2: Um, no, uh, not not no. I, I work in a school. I do. Uh, I obviously coach at school, but not outside. Now I I used to do kids. I used to do uh, adults. I do. Uh, you know what I mean? But no, I've um, I've taken a step back. Now I've obviously do my podcast and just love talking about football and love to to pass my opinions on. And you know, I mean, the championship is um, is obviously because Cardiff and Middlesbrough in it. It was a a no brainer mm-hmm. to start that show. And then we do a live show on a Monday with um, we have a live guest, um, ex player, current player. Um, we we've got we we've got Nicky Southall on this week who. Um, or oh, ex Nottingham Forest, Gillingham, mm. uh, Premier League player, he's, uh, he's he's got some stories to tell. So yeah, it's just I, I'm just a super fan. I just love talking about football with different people, and uh, sometimes mm. I forget that I had a career myself because I'm talking <laughs> and I talk indirectly to people about what they've achieved, and and sometimes like Nicky, that I end up playing playing with him at times. But it's um, yeah, I, I just love talking about football. it's great.
0: There's a question here from Shane. He says, "Andy, who's the best player you played with and against, and what's your favourite game as a fan or as a player?"
2: Uh, best player I played with was Janini. the first time he came, uh, I don't think. Um, you know, I mean, he was he was beating for me. He's in the top, easy the top ten of the best ever Premier League players. He was a surreal, amazing um, two defenders. I, I played against uh, Yapstam and Sol Campbell. You know, I mean, at Arsenal and and Spurs. He was just a. He was on a different level, you know what I mean? His pace, his strength, uh, it's just aggression, you know what I mean? How athletic he was, he was, he was surreal. Um, game, um, probably the under-21 game, which I, I played for England with all the stars in, watching the infamous photo with um, Stevie G, Frank Lampard, Rio Ferdinand, uh, Lee Hendry, etc. Emil Heskey, and we beat Yugoslavia to uh, to qualify for the Euros, so it was yeah, probably that one because you know, what I mean, I looked like a, I looked like a spare part, and I thought, I've sneaked on the end, but I did deserve to be on it. And I, you know what I mean? I played in the Premier League, obviously, quite a lot of times that season. So you know what I mean? And I played that game and scored, uh, and scored the first goal. So it was nice to uh, to fully deserve that place on that on that team sheet and on the on the play to, to Slovakia in the end.
0: Was that better than the playoffs then, Do you think?
2: I was just different. I'm I'm a passionate Englishman. You know what I mean. I, I I loved every club I played for. I Loved the Cardiff connection. Loved the club. Um, the goal was a, a great goal. You know what I mean. But the mm. I was subbing the game. You know what I mean. I, I the game was a horrific game. It was a it, was, it wasn't a good game. There. And the, probably the goal and the next few days were better than the game. You know, in, in all honesty. You know what I mean. But it was uh, yeah. yeah. In 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 build up and you know what I mean. My England caps and and, and things. The things that people can't take away from you and, and things that uh, I really hold in high esteem.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, you, you can't really be playing for your country, can you? I suppose mm-hmm. that must be the pinnacle of, of anyone's career. So, I mean, obviously, that's obviously a great a great moment that will be for anybody. So, yeah, brilliant. i say thanks for coming on, Andy. It's, it's been a
2: pleasure. My pleasure, gentlemen. Really appreciate it. And thanks, yeah. for, your, thanks for your time. Your no, no, enthusiasm just comes through Cheers, the screen, Andy. Your oh, enthusiasm
1: ah, just comes through the screen. Fantastic. Ah, I love it. Thanks a lot. Fab, take really care. Cheers guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers,
0: Thanks for coming on. We'll so. yeah. Cheers. That was... Well, uh, how enthusiastic
1: coming. was he? What a great yeah, chat! Really, a he, great, oh my them, God. he loves. You could just feel that. it coming out of him. The whole thing, you know. It's yeah, brilliant.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, someone who he's loves like the a fan, fan, isn't he? He's like a fan. Yeah, he's a fan. Well, he's, a, he a fan. he's a fan who ended up
0: happened to be lucky enough to play as well. Yeah, and that's, yeah. You know, the dream that we we all had in our life, I, I would have thought. You know, I so. How, I
1: how, done how done do you think we're going to go against Middlesbrough this weekend then? Middlesbrough. <laughs> I wish we were we'll spoke more time. about them. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was worth um, it. It was, um, it was enjoyable with him, talking about Middlebury no, as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Very it was, good. Yeah. It was brilliant.
0: Um, Kevin there says obviously Saka's one for the future, but his finishing is dreadful sometimes. He plays brilliant football, but his goals that win games and he can't finish. Do we drop him? I mean, that's an interesting point actually, because he did miss that big chance last night and he did miss a big chance in another game recently as well. I can't remember which game that was now. That was Another big chance he missed a similar kind of one, wasn't it? When he was, you know, sort of clean through on goal yeah. he, and he put it wide. Very similar kind of opportunity to last night. And you know, the, the good thing about Saka is he's young and he can improve and he can work on his finishing. And bearing in mind, you know, he's played left back, he's played lots of different um, positions, hasn't he, as well? And you know, maybe finishing isn't a natural part of his game. And I think he needs to work on it and improve. Um, as for dropping him, I don't know.
1: What, what do you think? I would no, like no, to keep can't him. I would no. I would like to say, Richard, perhaps rest him, but do not drop him. The kid doesn't hide. When he's missed a chance, he still yeah. wants the ball and runs into space. He's the best player we've got at the moment for running into space and looking for the ball. So you don't drop him. Yeah, I was very up tight with him, missing a couple of chances. He missed one against Wolves in the first minute when he should have scored. There's been a few other dark on things of that he should have scored. I but think at the end of the day,
0: speaking of yeah, Wolves, yeah.
1: At the end of the day, he gives 100%. He's very talented. He's strong. He gets kicked all over the place. No, drop him. Never drop him. Never drop him because he doesn't deserve that. He deserves a lot more respect than that because he's given it his all. Yeah, rest him if he needs it. And you say he's young. He can improve. You know, just get a little bit more time on, you know, take a deep breath or whatever they do. Just chill out and take it naturally, finishing. You know, have a chat with a few of the strikers there. He's got a couple he can talk to just get some um, you know ideas of that you split second
0: he can take finishing tips off Lacazette as well can't he that's I'm what sure I'm that saying
1: could... oh yeah that'd be good wouldn't it yeah that'd be excellent. <laughs> when you win when there's not a defender within 20 yards and the goalkeeper's already on the floor yeah, yeah what do I do then son
0: yeah I think Saka can uh he's probably been copying him that might be why he keeps missing him um, yeah. uh, Joe says, uh, Andy was a great guest Talked a lot of sense about football, yeah, he, he was a oh, great, great guest, great uh, guest. A, a, great, a great guy um, And Shane says uh, um, How um, How many players in our team now are fans With Andy's enthusiasm, and, well Probably not that many actually Good question. Uh, And maybe it's different when you actually When you're still playing, it is maybe slightly different When, when you finish playing Maybe you can view the game slightly differently Maybe, um, but no, I agree Probably not very many at all Um, And Kevin says a good point about rest him, yeah. I'm not even sure if I would rest him at this moment because I don't think we've got anybody better. That's the problem.
1: I personally don't think we have. I think you only rest him, Richard, because he's a young kid and we don't have anybody better, but you don't want to burn him out. And you don't want him planning a rubbish team, which we are at the moment, and have his confidence drained every week. You want to, you know, that's why I would rest him if necessary. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. maybe that, that's the way to look at it, perhaps, yeah. I mean, I, I was just, you know, I don't feel as though we've got too many other options. And we've noticed the games he hasn't played, him and Smith Rowe in particular, we, we're nowhere near as good, are we? So it's almost like if, if you leave him out of the team, it, it, it's going to affect our chances of probably winning the game, I suppose. It, it's Very much so.
1: No, I agree. But I think at the moment, the way we're doing it, we've got to play the long game, especially in the league. We can't worry about the short term performances in the league we've got to worry about what we're going to do next year and a year after that because this year in the league is a write-off we ain't going to come in the first six not obviously so basically we just we whether we come eighth ninth or thirteenth is irrelevant now we've just got to save our players we've got a lot of youngsters we've got hopefully a few more coming through next year i think we've got to keep the answers we've got confident we've got to show them the way we've got you know don't play them every week don't let them get stale like it looks like the older ones are already. They're stale. Just keep the enthusiasm there for the youngsters. And next season, hopefully, we can push on. There's a couple of ifs yes. in that, though, but we can push
0: right. on. No, there's a lot of ifs. So Timmy says, yeah, after next week, we should chuck in some young ones to play league games to get them used to playing in the first team, as I can't see Cronké's splash. No, no, exactly. That's That's a good option to do isn't it some of them need you're yeah. better off playing him now at the end of the season when there's not so much pressure riding on the league games than they will be say throwing them in exactly. next season when exactly. you start a new season there's pressure to win games straight away isn't there so yeah it's probably yeah. a good time to throw them in now I would say um and Joe says uh, Aziz and Lopez well I mean they were both on the bench last night wasn't they I know they didn't get on but um yeah why not and um um Joe says, yeah, Balogun close to signing a long, long-term contract. Yeah, that's what we're hearing. Let's hope that goes through because he, he's another one at these game game time. He had a couple of Europa League games, did well, scored a couple of goals, looked like he has something about him and he's not featured since, has he? You know, in a team that doesn't score many goals, a bit, bit of a strange one. But anyway, let's hope he does sign his new-term contract and, you know, we can see him develop over the next couple of years in the team. But he needs to play, you know, as do some of the other. Aziz is another one. I've got a lot of hopes for Aziz. And, uh, you know, right, let's right. hope he can get some, some game time because I think midfield would be one area of our, of our team that needs some freshening up, I think, anyway. So, it would be good to see him maybe get a, get a run. There was a few more of these players, actually, Melvin, that we hadn't gone through. Go, go on, then. Let's go. We, we We got distracted by Andy, a call, so it was great to have him on. Um, where should we, uh, what about this, this dude here? You remember him? He's a little bit more recent. Do you know, that is not a great. picture.
1: That's Bart Carl, isn't
0: it? Carl Bartley. Yeah, Carl Bartley. He's obviously at West Brom. At the moment Um Now he actually Only played one game In the first team For Arsenal A League Cup game uh, I thought he'd played A bit more than that But he only played I did one as game. well
1: I would have thought He played a bit more
0: Yeah but he, he actually Played 37 games for Sheffield United As well And obviously He's, he's doing well For West Brom He might be there. Is he their
1: captain I think he is isn't he I'm not he sure But he's doing, doing well. well I know he's playing well For him He's in it every week So he might be the captain
0: yeah, no, he he is. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's obviously doing well for them. Carl Bartley. So, um, but yeah, he he didn't um, stay at Arsenal very long, and he wasn't at Sheffield United very long either. But he did feature for both clubs. Um, tell you what, let's do some of the old-fashioned players. We do like the old-fashioned players. Well, we this, do like uh, that old, the I think he's been oh, on yeah. before. Do you know who that is? I don't know if you've met him before. Colonel, Colonel Smythe, isn't it? <laughs> he looks a bit like Colonel Smythe, but he isn't. No, S- similar age bracket, I would say. He actually has, this guy, he played 211 games for Arsenal in 1891 to 1898. So he's quite, uh, you know, in the old days, he was one of our most appeared players in in the early days of Arsenal. Um, He only actually played eight times for Sheffield United just before he joined Arsenal, actually. And he scored four goals in eight games for them. And he scored 18 goals in two hundred and eleven for Arsenal. You know, he's quite a famous old player of Arsenal's history, actually, from the very, very early days. No, His name's Gavin Crawford. Man. Gavin Crawford. He, um so obviously from the very early years of Arsenal. In fact, I think when he first started playing for Arsenal, he wasn't a professional club. He wasn't in the league or anything like that. And then he was with us when we, he played in that first ever league game as well.
1: Did he ever we play for the club. Arsenal? Or did he play yeah. for Dole Square? No, no, it was
0: Arsenal he played for. Yeah,
1: it, was it was definitely Arsenal well.
0: then, the name was Arsenal. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, it was Arsenal. Yeah, Woolwich Arsenal, yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. 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 It was really Arsenal. Yeah. And um, another player again from a little bit more up to date, slightly. He, he played for Sheffield United 1901 to 1904 and Arsenal 1910. Oh, recent. That's more recent.
1: Well.
0: A bit more recent than the last guy. <laughs> very famous <laughs> footballer, actually. He played for Sunderland as well in his career. Very famous old footballer he is. Is he
1: a goalkeeper?
0: Um, no, he wasn't a goalkeeper. No, he's got a I think
1: he's very thick set, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he is quite, he looks it, yeah. He's got a nice tash as well, as most players did in them days.
1: Yeah, they yeah, don't want a tash, do they? No, I don't know who that is. He's he's a very
0: famous footballer, actually. His name's Alf Common, who, I think he was more famous. Alf famous Sunderland.
1: Well, yeah. well, didn't we break the um, markets uh, to find him? Didn't we, was he the first 10,000 or something thousand? Pound I, think was, or something? Yeah. I think he was, yeah. But he, he played for Sheffield
0: United, um, i say 1901 to 1904. He played 79 games for them, scored 24 goals, which was all right. They, would, they yeah. would have been in the first division in one of the one of the big teams and then he joined Arsenal nineteen ten to nineteen twelve, just as Arsenal were about to go, just before we left um, Woolwich and moved to Highbury. Actually, he played eighty games for Arsenal, scored twenty three goals. So um, not bad. Very similar goals per game to each club, actually, um, and obviously Sunderland was where I think he was most famous for. Yeah, that's really
1: very well known.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, and he did, I think he played for England as well um, back in the day. So obviously a famous footballer, but. Um, not easy to recognise. This is a guy who um, actually was one of Sheffield United's all-time record goal scorers, I believe, before he joined Arsenal. He's a happy-go-lucky
1: so, doesn't he? He looks happy, doesn't he? He looks like he's... uh, Oh, dear. He looks like he's officially for the new James Bond film.
0: I think he might have played for Tottenham as well. At some stage in his career because I think we had him on a couple of weeks ago when we played Tottenham. But he's mainly play. known for, for playing for Sheffield United. He was, I say, one of their record goals. He's he got 143 goals in 173 games for Sheffield United. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It's a great goal. What's his name? His name's Jimmy Dunn. And then Dunn. 26, 1926-1934, to 1934, and then he joined Arsenal in 1934. He didn't really make it so much at Arsenal. He was sort of understudy to Ted Drake. He played oh, 28 yeah, he played 28 games, scored 10 goals. So he did all right, but he'll be more well known at Sheffield. I'm sure he played for Spurs as well at some stage after he played for Arsenal as well. Um which was and another player actually from again become a little bit more up to date again. This is from the nineteen forties, nineteen fifties. You might re- you might recognise his
1: his face, perhaps that's not great. Yeah, I do that. Player. That is that is Forbes, isn't it? Forbes. Alex Forbes, yeah. Alex, Alex Forbes. Forbes, yeah. I i, I just wondering that he stopped playing for the Arsenal. Early uh, early late fifties? Nineteen fifty-six, yeah. Right. Now Alex Forbes, if I'm not mistaken, I think he became a trainer at Arsenal coach after his uh, playing days. Maybe. Is that right? Possibly, he wouldn't yeah. have shown it there because coaches weren't a big thing like they are now. You know, coaches are the main yeah. people now. But years yeah. ago he was he was in the coach he was on the coaching staff, I believe, Alex Forbes. Because my father always right. talk about it. Okay. Very strong player, very hard he was.
0: Very hard. He scored a very important goal as well, didn't he, in 1953?
1: Did he? Yeah, the goal that won that us the Luffey league when we beat Burnley. Or...
0: We... No, we beat I Burnley won... oh. in the last
1: game of the season. We won the league. Oh, is that when we um, that was when we beat Preston for the league, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. Yeah. We won that last game 3-2 and he scored. I think he scored yeah, the winning goal in that, in that game. He didn't score All many right. goals He scored 20 goals for Arsenal in 240 games. So he didn't he wasn't a great goal scorer, but he did score obviously an important goal. In that game, and he that earlier on in his career played for Sheffield United, played 61 times and scored six goals. So he had a couple of years there, probably did okay, but obviously he'd be more well known for his time at Arsenal. And there is um is there any more black and white pictures? Oh, there's a couple more black and white pictures actually, which which is good. We've got um where is he? Where's he gone? This dude here. I'll be amazed if you get him. It's not a great picture, but it's hard to find a picture of him. What year was that? He played for Arsenal, he, well, he was at Arsenal, 1903
1: to 1904. <laughs> oh, I thought it like more
0: recent. No, I've got not a clue. <laughs> no, not no. Then he, was at, he was at Sheffield United, 1908 to 1909. What's interesting about him is he didn't actually play for Arsenal. He was at Arsenal's um, sort of, I don't know if it was a youth academy in the days, but he was at Arsenal. He never played. He moved to Sheffield United and he only played two games for them. So he didn't exactly have a great career, did he? But anyway, he, um, he did. Kind of play for both clubs, and is is someone else who again a black and white picture. I love a good black and white picture. That's he a goalkeeper,
1: is, isn't
0: it? He is a goalkeeper. Yeah. You know
1: very no, no. He,
0: yeah, he's got a nice roll neck on there, he? which is pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Um, his name is Joe Lives Livesley, and he actually played two hundred and seventy-eight games for Sheffield United um, between nineteen oh one and nineteen thirteen, and then. Just before the First World War, when Arsenal were first at Highbury, nineteen thirteen to nineteen fifteen, he played seventy three games for Arsenal. So, and then obviously that he would have played more, but obviously the First World War came, football was suspended, and that kind of finished his career. But yeah, so he was probably a decent goalkeeper in in his day. And we've got another black and white one. I think it's been the last kind of actual black and white picture. He's been on before as well because he played for is it one. Holton. No, it's not holtons very similar era to Holton I think he might have well played in the same team as holton what's
1: his what's the first letter of his second name s um, he wasn't
0: Scott? He's not Scott no not Scott no, no. he's not probably he's not as well known as obviously holton or any or Laurie Scott or anyone like that but he he did win the league with Arsenal he, he did win a league title medal what's his name Paddy slow. Paddy slow. No,
1: we we'll never got um, that. No, never got that.
0: No. He played in the uh, 40, uh, 47 uh, league title winning team. He played 33 games, scored one goal. And he then left and joined Sheffield United, played 12 games and scored two goals. So he didn't play a lot for them either. But um, he was uh, another one from the old... i say there was quite a few from the black and white. There is another black and white photo that I've got, although he's not necessarily a black and white photo era really, more sort of 80s. He, he was on a few weeks ago as well. Um, he He's in a Norwich kit there because he's most famous for playing for Norwich. But, is he Norwich? Is that Norwich? Yeah. Is that he Martin got,
1: Shivers behind him? I think it is actually. It looks like Martin Shivers, doesn't it? Yeah, I didn't know Martin Shivers play for Norwich. No. Now that guy, I know that footballer that you're talking about there. I can't think of his name, but I do know him. I didn't think he played for Arsenal though. Well, his name he he was on a couple of weeks ago, because
0: I think it, was it maybe Crystal Palace or somebody he played for. His name's John Ryan and um
1: no 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 he, he yeah.
0: came through Arsenal's sort of youth system but didn't actually play in the first team and right. he briefly played in 19 between 1980 and 1982 he played for sheffield united i don't know how many games he played for sheffield united because i couldn't find it anywhere
1: but he was a forward the wasn't he league.
0: he played on the I'm wing sure, back, i'm not sure he? where he played he he played for man city as well i know he had a spell at man city in the 80s um briefly but yeah, that was him. There's another one who's he's he's won pretty much every week, this guy, because he must have play for every single club in the Premier League.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Richard, right, right, right.
0: Richard, right, yeah, he's, he, he always pops up. He never played many he games does. for anyone. He played two games for Sheffield United, um, along with a 22 that he played for Arsenal. So yeah, not really much to talk about.
1: There is another one here
0: you might, may well remember. I would have thought you know him, don't you? Yeah, I do.
1: The center half, what's his name? Yeah. What's his name. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Did he score against Newcastle?
0: He did, yeah. He did score against Newcastle, yeah. I think that was his... Was he oh, his his scored against Newcastle in the North Bank.
1: What is his yeah. bloody name? Scottish. Just... The... Is it Max, I think? No.
0: It does begin with a name. His surname, though. It does begin with a name. Oh, You'll, kick
1: You'll kick Go. yourself.
0: You'll kick yourself because you know he is. You know who he is. I know who he is, yeah. Is Scott Marshall? Oh, of
1: course it is. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, I remember him scoring against Newcastle. Yeah, oh, cool. yeah, that was his only
0: goal, actually. In uh, 27 yeah. games for Arsenal, that was his one goal. And he played 17 times on loan for Sheffield United while he was at Arsenal, actually. He went on loan there and played um, yeah, 19 times for Sheffield United as well on loan. So that was um, Scott Marshall. And there is there's a couple more. A, a little bit of a, a dodgy one, maybe. Do you know who that guy is?
1: Well, I recognise that face.
0: Yeah, you'll probably recognise him. You might, you won't associate him with Arsenal, wouldn't I, thought? Is it not? Is he got a double-barrelled name?
1: He has. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do know him. I do know him. Oh, I know yeah, he, he spoke did. to his father uh, six months ago. Really? Oh, he played. I tell you what. He, 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 oh no! I tell you who he is. I tell you exactly who he is. He is a president of a, a local football club near me. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, did he go to Turkey? Playing yeah. Turkey. Yeah. He played in the same team as Roberto. He played in the same team as Roberto Carlos. Something did oh, he? he's a double barrel name. I'm shocked yeah, He's a double barrel name, yeah. He for played for Benfica as well. Yeah, he had a terrific career. Um mm. I don't know. Oh, I've seen him. Oh, don't tell me, don't tell me. I was only speaking to his old man. No, probably longer than six months ago, actually, now. Think about it, with all time. Um, Richard, think Kazim Richards. Kazim
0: Richards, that's it. Yes. Colin Kazim Get, yeah. <laughs> Get in there. Get in there. Yeah, Colin Kazim Richards, yeah. yeah he, like you said, he did have a decent career. He didn't actually play a first-team game for Arsenal, but he did come through Arsenal's
1: Youth Academy. Big Arsenal supporter, you know, big Arsenal
0: supporter. Yeah, he, he is, yeah. He, he came through our academy. Uh, he didn't play a match, and he... he he played 29 games for Sheffield United in 2006 and scored Didn't he knock us out of the
1: cup one year,
0: Richard? Did he score a match yeah. in the FA Cup? He did. Yeah, Wasn't that for Blackburn?
1: Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Knocked us out of yeah. A hybrid,
0: I think. Yeah, it was a hybrid, yeah. Uh, at the Emirates, rather. Would have been at the Emirates. Was it right?
1: the Emirates?
0: All oh, right. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, he, say he's played in Turkey. He played for Benfica in Portugal as well. Um, oh, he played in the same team as Roberto Carlos in Turkey. Wow, well, that's... that's I didn't know that, actually. That's a pretty good stat, isn't it, to know that he did that. But, yeah, he'd say he never quite made it at Arsenal. And another young, another one, one of the many that was a young Arsenal player. Where's his picture gone? Actually, I couldn't find a picture of him. Oh, there is another one. I haven't got a picture of him, actually. I couldn't find a picture of him. But he, he did come through Arsenal's youth system, and he played... Um, briefly for Sheffield United as well. He played three times for Arsenal in the League Cup and played six for Sheffield United. His name was John Halls. Another I
1: young. Love the name, I don't recall. Don't recall him playing for but I remember the name. 2000 to
0: 2002, he played three League Cup games for Arsenal, mm. and then he went to Sheffield United. 2007 to 2008, played six games. I think that was on loan, but I couldn't find a picture of him for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know if any pictures exist. Um... And the last player that I've got is someone very special that I wanted to save till last because we all loved him and we do still love him.
1: Oh, we Brian Marwood, yeah. Brian Mar. He was phenomenal that season we won the league, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. I just absolutely love Brian Marwood. He was just like him and Smith up front. How many times did he make goals for Smith, eh?
0: Well, Smith got a golden boot mainly because of Brian Marwood's crosses. Yeah. Fantastic. Enabled him after goals he scored, yeah. He was long. a
1: rebirth of Julie Armstrong, wasn't he, Marwood?
0: Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, you could probably say he was. Unfortunately, he, he got a bit injury, didn't he? And he never really managed to push on after that season, did he? Um, he was only with us one or two
1: seasons.
0: Yeah, well, two two years. He was at 88 to 90. He, he played 60 games actually for Arsenal, scored 17 goals. Um, but yeah, he was fantastic, and then brilliant. Um, it, he did actually go to Sheffield United after Arsenal for two years, only played 22 games for them, scored three goals. I think he had a lot of injuries by that point. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, you know what he, re- you know game. what he reminds me of. Come to think of it now, I'm not saying it was as good as him, but it was a cross between Geordie Armstrong and Overmars that type of player.
0: Yeah, yeah, he, he, he was brilliant, <laughs> he yeah. was brilliant. He, he
1: was absolutely <laughs> fantastic
0: player. Actually, there is there is one more that's very dodgy one. Actually, a very very dodgy one because he didn't actually play for either club, although he was signed on for both clubs.
1: <laughs> oh, that's the goalkeeper, isn't it? Yeah, Leighton James or James Leighton, Jim Leighton, Jim Leighton,
0: yeah, right. Jim, Leighton. Jim Leighton. Yeah, yeah he, he was on loan at Arsenal, never played, and he was on loan at Sheffield United, and never played for them either. Uh, in the early 90s from from Manchester United. So um, he's kind of got a little link. And also, actually, there's another black and white one. I forgot about him actually earlier. This dude as well. He's been on before.
1: Bloody uh, hell, no, no. That's a pink and white, isn't it? That's not black and white.
0: No, that that was it. Well, he played for Sheffield United in 1905 to 1913. He played 283 games for Sheffield United, actually, um, back in the day. scored 21 goals. And he played for Arsenal, 1913 to 1916. Again, he, I think he played the first game at Highbury. He, he played 52 games for Arsenal. and scored seven goals. And his name's Bob no. Benson. And what's famous about Bob Benson? Well, not so much famous about Bob Benson. He actually died playing for Arsenal on the pitch. He had a heart attack on the pitch and died oh, 10, yeah. oh, um, yeah. in
1: 1916.
0: So um, they had memorial games for him for a while because um, um, yeah. So. He's sort of—that's um, what he's kind of most noted for. But he—he he, he was a great player for Sheffield United previously. So. How many how many um, games did he played for us in how many years? He played fifty-two games for Arsenal in three years. Although well, the last year was during the war, he was in. I think he was—he was a soldier, but he played a few oh, wartime right. games. Be, he played fifty-two matches. And what about
1: Sheffield United? He played two hundred eighty-three. Two hundred eighty-three. Right, he played two hundred eighty-three games. Right. in those days, the pitches were crap. The boots mm. were thick leather. The mm. the medical staff probably didn't exist. They brought give you a cold sponge if you were lucky. How did yeah. players like that play two hundred and eighty three games? And the squad probably was about thirteen players. So how did no these players there. manage it? Yeah, hey?
0: I don't know. I don't know. There was, there was, there was no subs either. So if you played, you played the whole game. I said, no
1: subs. That's true. Yeah, no subs. Yeah. So, so incredible. Really. I mean, games. That's incredible. Yeah.
0: In six years, only he's only there. What five, seven years he was there, and he played two hundred and eight. So he must he's have played nearly a, every
1: match. Forty a game, yeah, forty games a season. Yeah, he must oh have played in every game. And really. he managed to stand up after that, after he right. left That's... that Manchester United. I mean, oh, oh my god, god. god! But
0: yeah, obviously a great player for them back in the day on their Fantastic. horrible. Pictures.
1: Wow. Um,
0: and uh, I say we had Jimmy Dunn as well. He played 173 games and scored 143 goals for Sheffield United. So he he did well, didn't he? As well in the 1920s, again bad pitches and stuff like that. So yeah, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? These days, football and they really kicked through you and then, you didn't they? Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, kicked through you yeah. then. Well, you, you had the, the big hard ball. You had the big bother boots. Yeah, oh my, with the with the, uh, the um, lace ups, the old lace ups. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, incredible, really. I mean, unbelievable. It just goes to show how, how different the game is now. There are three, three final ones, which never played for Arsenal, um, but they have got a link to both clubs. Obviously, the most famous one of all is this
1: guy. Oh, I, was gonna, I thought you ain't going to get that. I, thought, I found that today. I thought, aye, aye, he's never going to get that. I found that. He played for...
0: He played 22 games for Sheffield United in his, in his playing career, scored two goals. But obviously, he's, he's most famous for being a manager of Huddersfield and then Arsenal, of course, the first yeah. great Arsenal manager. Um, fantastic. There's two more as well who played for Sheffield United and actually managed Arsenal. There was this guy who was a caretaker. For sure, to he was part-time manager, though, wasn't he? Yeah, twice he was caretaker manager. He actually played ninety-four games for Sheffield United, scored one goal in his playing career. Obviously, Man United was where he was most famous for playing. Um and of course the final one, again, he wasn't manager for Arsenal for very long, but he did play for Sheffield oh, United as well. Bruce Rioch, yeah. He briefly played eight games for Sheffield United in nineteen seventy-nine, which must have been towards the end of his playing career, I would have thought, um, and scored one goal for them. So three managers as well played for he, uh, was Knight, Riel, yeah, he was a decent footballer, Bruce Rio. he was a decent footballer. He was, yeah. It's just a shame he wasn't such a great manager for us, really. But anyway. It's
1: a shame. I um, mean, it's
0: a favor. Well, yeah, probably. He only really came in because we couldn't get Arsene Wenger the year before. That was the only reason why we got him yeah. at all. But anyway, yeah. True. Um, I guess um sometimes you have to suffer a year of pain to get glory, don't you? Mate? Yeah, I not five years, back, which is not five oh, No, he's actually yeah, not
2: five years. No. What we'll do, just
0: before we finish, we'll just briefly sort of catch up to date with the game on Sunday and we will go through what we think about this. So I know it's difficult with Arteta uh, to know what he's doing. Obviously, we've got the Sparta, uh, Slavia Prague game sorry uh, next Thursday as well. So this game probably comes at a difficult time Is he going to arrest loads of players because it's Sheffield United and the Premier League probably isn't so important now? Or do you think he's going to stick with the usual suspects? What are you thinking?
1: Well, what he will do, God only knows. But I think what he might do, stick with a goalkeeper. I think that if he he deserves to be dropped, in my opinion, but he won't, he'll stick with a goalkeeper. He'll have to stick with Bellerin, I think. I think he'll stick with Bellerin. and he's got probably got to stick with uh, Cedric at left back because we ain't got anyone else. It's not worth putting Saka there. Not for a league game. Not for a league game. Centre halves. I'd like no, not I'd like to see what will he do? He'd play Gabriel. Or no, what he might do, I reckon, he might rest Gabriel and put Mari in and stick with Holding because he hasn't played that much, right? That's the right midfield. He'll stick with Partey and Jacker, or he might no what he. Yeah, I think he will stick with that. And then in front of him, uh, still, he'll have a very similar thing. Smith Row, you'll play Lacazette down the middle. You'll, he'll probably give Pepe a run out now. Mm. And he'll have um, a Smith Row. And on the left, who's he going to have? He can't have William. No, he can't. He's got to change that. I'm sorry. He's got to change that. Is Odegaard here? No, no, I don't think so. Well, perhaps, perhaps he might give. Uh, Perhaps he might give Mark a run out. I don't know, but I, that, that's not what I would do for the eleven. But that's what I fear he would do. But, you know, yeah, I, mean, mean, I got to a point, Richard. I'll be honest with you. I had a chat with a good friend of mine today about the Arsenal, and I was saying, and he felt the same. way. I said, talk about what the team can. Do. I, said, I don't really care. I've got to that point now. It doesn't really matter to me as much as it, as it should do. It gets. What's the point? What's the point? Getting it. You know, trying to work the manager out or whoever we pick. It, you know, I, I get a little bit excited when you hear the teams come out normally, but it's getting less and less now. It's just like, oh, all right, let's see how we kick off then. see how we go. It's really become less of a importance for me, really, because I just yeah. Been, yeah. keep getting kicked between the legs. At some stage, you've got to change your stance.
0: But I think as well, maybe it's slightly to do with it like that, because... You know, there's no fans and stuff, it's almost like you're more detached away from it. I feel a lot more detached yeah. from it all as well. And because we, we're losing games, we're not playing well, it's easy to get more detached, isn't it? Or to feel more detached, I yeah. suppose, in circumstances as yeah. well, which doesn't help, I guess. Uh, there's been a few comments in, um, Ed J's about Aiden, thanks for tuning in again. He says, Evening, gents, I look at the Burkham shirt and uh, think who the hell do we have that could grace the pitch with that genius? Well, no one at the moment, obviously. Uh, we are a shadow of our past, indeed. We definitely are. And he says he agrees with you, Melvin, on playing the youngsters. Yeah, I think that's probably um, what what we need to uh, think about now. And he also says, they're saying at EDJ again, uh, they are hungry and have the energy and passion to try to win. Martinelli definitely needs more of a run. He does, but is he going to get one? This is the question. Um, Terry says, yeah, just been told (laughs) your new manager. Brilliant and um, Terry, there another great show and great guest. Keep the good work, it's much appreciated. Oh, well, thanks for watching it. I, I really appreciate um, that you watched Terry and, and obviously your nice comments as well, is really really appreciated. Um, in terms of the team for me, I, I personally would would rest a few more. I think I, I, I would actually go maybe with Chambers and and Mari as the two centre backs because might as well because they're not going to play Thursday to so throw them in. Um, Right back, I suppose. Well, it's gonna have to be Bellerin, isn't it? I suppose, really. Um, left back will have to be Cedric because there's no one else. I, I, I agree with you, I wouldn't play Saka there midfield. I'd maybe go to and El just because they're not going to play Thursday either. Might as well play them. I mean, oh, yeah, it's a disaster, but it's Sheffield United and it doesn't matter, really, does it? Let's be honest. No,
1: you know, true, but, true. long game, long game.
0: Um, and then in, in the will he play Saka and Smith in this game? I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk them because I think they're too important on Thursday. Um I agree. Martinelli needs, needs a run out. i maybe because he's probably not going to play Thursday either. I'd maybe play him, maybe play him up front even. And then I don't know who'd play on the left though. I don't know. Would you play a Bamiyang maybe? I don't know. That way. Would you give him a run out? Well, he he might play Thursday though. He's, he's probably gonna play Thursday, isn't he? At some at some stage in that game. Uh, I think a Bamiang will have to play at some point Thursday as well. And yeah, I know Thursday's, you know, this is Sunday coming up and Thursday there's enough rest time, I suppose. Um, I mean, the good thing is we have got a few more options in the forward positions, haven't we? So we can rotate a little bit more, play some up for 60 minutes, take them off. Um, mm. But we don't have a lot of options in midfield. We don't have a lot of options in the defence either, do we? So um, then, I, I don't know, Kevin says, yeah, if we play the youngsters and lose, let's not moan. We should be rebuilding. To be honest with you, the Sheffield United game, is, I know... You should look on it like that. It's almost a free hit for me because it doesn't matter the result, really, does it? I would rather rest the players for Thursday, which is what matters, and you know, play the kids at Sheffield United. And if we can't beat Sheffield United anyway, then there's problems, isn't there? Let's be honest. I mean, you know, that's the team we should be beating, regardless of which the eleven we put out. We're Arsenal, and that's the way it should be. Um, and finally, then before we go Melbourne, we'll have to finish with what we always finish with. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a score prediction. It's, this is a strange game for me because it's almost irrelevant. I know it isn't irrelevant, but it almost feels irrelevant. Sheffield United are bottom. They're down. They're not going to survive regardless. So they're playing for pride, if anything. Um, and in the league, what are we playing for? Pride as well, I suppose. Not to try and finish as high as we can. I don't know. How important is this game coming in between the, the Europa League games? I don't know. What, what are you thinking? Do you think we're going to... Well, obviously, rest players and, and win or do you think no one's bothered and we might end up losing and I don't
1: know I, I don't think um, it would be, be a mix and match from the last couple of games so you know we haven't got a, a, a team that plays together that much, the 11 that plays together that much so I fear, I think they could do us 2 nil. I just really do I just think the last couple of games we have not got going and I think they might take no. advantage, so they, they can play with a handbrake off, they've got nothing to lose Sheffield basically, they've got nothing to lose it's a free hit for them really you're saying a free hit for us? It's really a free hit for them, and nothing. Well,
0: yeah. So yeah, well, Most of yeah. their games are, aren't they? Yeah. Really, because they've got no nothing to play for in a sense in terms of points because they're down uh, almost certainly. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, we don't have a great record at Bravo Lane in the league, as we said earlier on. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do lose, just because I think everybody's focus is now on Thursday. Because you know, if we maybe if we maybe won two or three nil last night, then suddenly next Thursday isn't as much of a massive game, is it? And you could maybe think you could play a stronger team at Sheffield United and we'd win. Whereas now, everything literally is on Thursday night, isn't it? Everything. We've got yeah. to throw every single thing that we've got at that game. And I, I would just rest so many players on, on Sunday and that might end up resulting in the fact that we lose the game. And is that a sacrifice worth playing? If we get through Thursday, it would have been. But we have to take that risk now, I think. We can't afford to risk any more players getting injured against Sheffield United in a game that, in the overall scheme of things, isn't that important.
1: You're and talking about being say...
0: a good... player. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I, I just I hate to say that a game's not important to Arsenal because we're Arsenal and every game should be important. But in the overall scheme of things, where we are and how important Thursday is, this game doesn't really hold the same significance, does it? I don't think.
1: You're, you're saying rest a few players, is it worth taking the risk? be honest with you, Richard, if we play our strongest team, doesn't mean we're going to win either.
0: <laughs> no, that's true. No, you're right. No, I agree with that. It doesn't mean we're going to win at all, no. Um, but we should have too much quality for Sheffield United with most of our regular players playing, I guess. But is it a chance to maybe give a few players the opportunity to gain a bit of confidence maybe, have a good game score, a couple of goals, you know, bay, like you said, maybe Martinelli. I'll I'd, I'd be definitely playing Martinelli. Ellie. Um awesome.
1: Oh, you got power. Like happened last night. I've got something on my electrics. This happened last night. How weird. it probably come on in a minute. I don't know why. It's not the fuse. I checked that last night. Bloody hell. Oh, um. Not for the first time I've been in the dark.
0: No, well, we've been in the dark for a few months with Arsenal. I tell you. you um,
1: turn it off and it lights on again. Hold
0: on. But, um, Shane, oh, yeah. since the players don't turn up for this game, it really tells us the players have down tools. Well, I think it depends on the team that gets picked, Shane, to be honest. I think if. If we're playing um, a uh, strong team, if you like, then yes, I think it's important that they win the game. But if he if mix and matches a team, puts a few younger players in and does stuff like that, then if we lose, is it the end of the world? Probably not. I think it depends on who plays in the team and obviously how they how they perform, the ones that come in. I think that's, that's the thing with that there. And EDJ again, um, thanks gentlemen, great show, thank you very much for, for watching, let's hope we have a nice weekend, Best of an Arsenal win. Yeah, of course, it'd be nice to win the game, don't get me wrong, we'd love for us to win, but I would certainly take losing to Sheffield United if it meant winning on Thursday and going through in the Europa League. Um, but EDJ's confident there, he says a 3-0 win for Arsenal, so, well, that would be nice, but I'm not as confident as that, I've got to be honest. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm going to predict, actually, I will predict an Arsenal win, just because we're Arsenal and National Sheffield United, we should have too much game. So I'm going to say 2-1. We will let in a goal, because we always let in a goal. Um, so I'm going to go 2-1, just because I feel as though we will have enough quality to beat them. Well, we have got enough quality to beat them, but we need to show it on the pitch, obviously, because on paper, we'd be in the top six or the top four, but we don't play on paper. So that's but, yeah, I, I'm going to predict a 2-1 a two, a Arsenal win. But, yeah, it could be anything. Let's see what the team is first, because I won't be surprised if there's a few changes, maybe seven, eight, nine changes possibly from um, from last night. Um, and we'll sort of take it from there and see how we go. But, yeah, the focus is more on Thursday now. And this game's a bit of an inconvenience, if anything, at the moment, isn't it, I would say, rather than anything else. I'm feeling a little bit like it's... I'd rather not have to play it really, but anyway, we have to. So let's get it over and done with and let's hope we can win and try and build up a little bit of momentum for for <laughs> Thursday, perhaps. Um Kevin says uh, a scrappy one one. Wouldn't be surprised at all, actually. That's not a bad shout out at all, actually. Um and Mel, uh, it may be Philip, he says, yeah. All right, Phil Philip, of course, yeah. Obviously Prince Philip, of course, who died today. Um maybe he's messing about with with Melvin's lights, who knows? That would be uh that would be interesting. And the Shane says Melvin's new microphone blew a power cut. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's,
1: that's, yeah.
0: Maybe you need to go yeah. with the old microphone. Maybe maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's I gotta find
1: sixpence to put in the meter, Richard. If I get my sixpence,
0: I'll put in no the idea. meter, I'll be all right. Do you remember in the nineteen nineties when a lot of football matches were were uh, abandoned because the floodlights failed? Yes, because there was, yeah. some, there was some Saudi betting scheme or something going on, wasn't was it? There? We were involved in that. Was it Wimbledon? Wimbledon, yeah. We had one of them, yeah. Wimbledon, yeah. There was a few, wasn't there? I don't know if that's happening in, in your street, maybe. Well,
1: they're not having bets on me. I tell you.
0: Well, you never know. It might be. Who knows? They might be betting on what time your lights went out on on the stream. <laughs> someone, someone had, someone had twelve grand on like, just before <laughs> ten o'clock, and they, they just won. Can so, yeah. hear
1: someone cheering outside. I don't know who it is. That. Well, there you
0: go. Yes, that's what it is. I reckon it's some Saudi, Saudi betting um, ring that's uh, that's responsible for Melbourne's power cuts. It's got to be. It's got to be that. Yeah, I reckon. So, but anyway, hopefully your power will come back. Is
1: it, is it all the powers? It's the lights. It's just the lights in the lounge. Everything else is working. This, um, this is working. The laptop. The the other. Look, if you look around the other part of the lounge, the lights are working there. Ooh, spooky. That's in, spooky, that's very strange, isn't it? Very spooky, very spooky. Yeah,
0: oh, no, no. it is. Wow, no, no. wonder who you've upset. Well, set a few people, I reckon. <laughs> <It> certainly <laughs> it looks like it. well, maybe they're, they're coming back to uh, coming back for their revenge. Maybe who knows? <laughs> and Terry said, uh, Who's that behind you? <laughs> 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 yeah, <Scooby-Doo. laughs> yeah. Know, you? could be, uh. What's that? What's that program? Ghost hunters or something, isn't it? That's on the telly.
1: Yeah, that's the ghost hunters. Yeah, that's
0: what it looks like. That's what it looks like. You're in Ghost Hunters actually at the moment. Mm, Yeah,
1: maybe that's. It's a little bit spooky. You know what? You've been talking about all these old players, Richard. I reckon some of the ghosts have been here. That's what you've done. All these 1903 players you've been talking about. I think they might have uh, been sitting near me now. I reckon it's this guy.
0: I reckon it's him. Because you, cause oh you didn't get his name, you didn't know his name. I, so I
1: apologise. If it's you, I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> you to <laughs> come just on in now. Case. <laughs> <laughs> come on, day, we'll go on now. Hold on. Look at that! What's all that about? Seriously, what is all <laughs> that about? That is bonkers, isn't it? That is baggy trousers, isn't it? That is madness. That is what is all so that about? Mad.
0: Well, there's definitely some Porter guys going on at Melvin's house. I think.
1: Yeah. Must think respect the older me. players. That's what I say. Thank you for letting me Gavin, have the lights back on, sir. I appreciate
0: it. Gavin Crawford, he's responsible.
1: Mr. Crawford, thank you so much.
0: So Gavin Crawford, there. He's just—he was upset. He, he forgot his name. That was all. He, he's yeah, forgiven you. Now. Yeah. He's forgiven you now, which is fine. You know, it's understandable. I mean, it was a long time ago. You know, but anyway. So, yeah, thanks for coming on, Melvin. I know um, it wasn't quite the show that we maybe had planned because uh, our Sheffield United guy obviously must have got delayed and couldn't make it, unfortunately. Um, but not to worry. I'm sure um, we'll catch up with him at some stage. I might try and get him on the, the fan cam show on um, on Sunday, maybe after the game instead, to, to do something there. I will try to. Last night in the end... Uh, I didn't get him from work until just as the kickoff was and I couldn't be bothered to do it in the end. And there was only a couple of people wanting to come on, so I gave it a miss. Um until said, I'm still um, waiting for you to
1: put me on, Richard. I'm still, still waiting for you to put me on from last night. <laughs> no, I didn't do it in
0: the end. I just said uh, the, the, the time I got back and it was only you you coming on and maybe one other person, I thought, Oh, we'll wait till Sunday, do I
1: It wasn't gonna be much fun, would it, was it last night? No, it, it wasn't a discount coming on. I wasn't. No. I wasn't
0: looking forward to it at all. When I knew no. they weren't going to do it, I was like, "Yes." Yeah. No, I was. I was a bit. Uh, I was a bit uh, angry, shall we say, when yeah. the uh, the final few minutes of that game. But anyway, it's over and done with now. Hopefully, this week will be better, and um, hopefully, at least on Sunday, we can feel a little bit more relaxed. Anyway, um, Oh, Shane said it's a fellow who died on the pitch. Oh, yeah. He, he said he looked like Hannibal Lecter. Maybe it was him. Yeah, maybe it was him
1: messing with the lights. Well, whoever it was. Can you go home there, please? You've had your fun. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it was him, who knows?
0: But anyway, we, we shall see what happens with that. But I'm not sure which one it was. It would be one of them anyway. But it, it, it could be Bob Benson. Yeah, perhaps it was him. So um, where, where's his picture? Just uh, yeah, it might make him better. There we go. He's a bit ginger as well, actually. Which uh,
1: Oh, I'm yeah. Sure.
0: But anyway, I don't know if that's the reason. But anyway, um, he said there, uh, he spent an hour looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's he's, he's been looking. We, we found Melvin now, anyway. He's back and he's safe, which is the main thing, um, which is good. So, so, hopefully, you can enjoy the game on Sunday without too many um porter guys coming along and spoiling your fun. So, yeah, so thanks for coming on. Melvin, I say it was a little bit different to what we did, but we, we you know, we would be all right because we can get through all this. because loads of good stuff to talk about. Um, and it was great to have Andy Campbell on as well, of course. Um, fantastic, United fantastic. player, middle player, played for Cardiff as well. Um, I'll have to show that to Brownie. He's a big Cardiff fan, isn't he? I'm sure he would enjoy it. Yeah. He would um, obviously would love to watch Andy play for for Cardiff as well. So um, I'll share this with him later on as well. I so say I'm sure he'd enjoy it. Um, he says he looks like Groves the boxer. <laughs> I suppose he does a little bit, yeah. I like Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, say, thanks coming on. Where can people find you uh, if um if they want to find you? Uh, obviously, you don't want the ghost to find you. Clearly, but no, no.
1: Keep this quiet. Keep it between ourselves. On this channel, on most well, every Friday night before a game, um, I'm on um, from Dal Square to where with Andrew and mainly with Mr. Arsenal 89 Ryan. They're the three channels I'm on. And thanks again, as always. It's been a great show. Especially with Andy,
0: he's been—he was fantastic, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, uh, but like you said, it's good to see ex-players that love the game as well as much as he clearly does, um, yeah. which is which is good to see. And Terry says, um, "Thanks, chaps. Love your show. And, uh, thank you for watching, Terry. Really appreciate everybody. Yeah. Everyone in the chat, Kevin as well. Shane, of course, who's who's regularly in. Edj as well. Thank you for your comments and for joining us. Joe, of course, who was in earlier. Uh, another one who's in a lot as well. A few regulars coming in the chat now, which is nice to see. Obviously, Ryan was in earlier as well. Um, and Craig as well, of course, who was talking about your microphone. Don't forget don't forget Craig. We, <laughs> need to as well. we need to get Craig on. And Russ was in at the beginning as well. I don't know if you're still around, Russ, but thanks for tuning in. Um, and Shane says, great stream. Thanks, lads. Um, Sunday at 7 o'clock kickoff. Yeah, it is a late kickoff Sunday, which is a bit of a pain, but I guess um, it is what it is. We just have to suffer it and just get through it for two hours and then Look forward to the Thursday, which is far more important, as we know. But anyway, um, so thanks to all you guys for watching. Thanks for um, tuning in. Thanks for your, your um, support of the channel. If you haven't done so, I know most people watching out You're probably subscribing already. Um, but if anybody's watching it, maybe later on, please um, give it a, Please give the channel a uh, so subscribe as well and give it a like if you enjoy it. Um, I've got a watch-along coming up on uh, Sunday. I'll, I'll probably go live about quarter to seven for the seven o'clock kickoff. It'd be a bit more of a relaxed one because it's not that important, I guess, a game overall. But I want to see a good performance from Arsenal if we can and a win. Um, so that'll be Sunday. And then, actually, tomorrow I'll be doing a, a preview video of that game as well. I'll throw something together. I was meant to do it today, but I was too busy, so I'll probably throw that together tomorrow. Um, and I'll say the watch along on Sunday. Um, and then, of course, next week we'll be building up to the big game on Thursday. Now, make or break the everything in the one basket, if you like. Um, so we need to Focus on that as well. So those coming out So please subscribe if you haven't done. Please give it a like. Thanks to Melvin as usual for coming on, of course. And I say thanks to Andy as well earlier in for great of him to pop in when just come off his own show as well. It's a championship podcast. So definitely tune into that if you like championship football as well. Um and it's always interesting. Obviously, Sheffield United will probably be on featuring on there next season, won't they? Unfortunately, um, it looks like that way. Um, so yeah, that's definitely worth checking out as well. Um, good stuff on there so yeah thanks everyone for watching thanks for your support and of course as always as we look to probably the what's going to end up being the biggest week of our season now isn't it with what's happening on Thursday so come on you Gunners please improve and get better and start actually playing some football we want you to do well we're just getting frustrated that's all (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, 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 I'm not
1: gonna lie, I'm not 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 gonna lie, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not, I I'm not going